Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. Because they put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. Are you ready now? Oh, I'm sure this is math. Tom? <laughs> Robert? Yeah. Well, all right, fellas. Well, let's go! How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? So, here's the deal. You know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. Tesla. You don't even have Tesla. I remember that. You've got a Model X. seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Should we do this? You guys ready this. to yes. do this? With I don't know. Is there energy in the room? I don't, I don't know what's up with the two of you guys, but it's time for Talking Tesla 62, and it's the Monday after Thanksgiving, and I just wanted to start the show by saying I'm thankful for the two of you gentlemen. I'm thankful for all them crazy listeners out there who listen to the show and send us letters. It's well, crazy, crazy I'm thankful a, for most of the ones that send us letters. Yeah, but uh, crazy in a good way. Crazy in a good way. I'm okay. thankful that I don't have to eat any more effing turkey. Oh, I am just in the midst of it. I am loving the whole turkey situation. I've, I've had, had turkey two or three times a day for five days. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had. I have yet to have my turkey meal. What? what? That's today's goal. I'm I'm off today. Yes, I worked. I've not, I have not worked Thanksgiving since I was a resident. Wow. It has been my goal to not work Thanksgiving since I was a resident, and I have and had failed. it off. And this year, I failed simply because there is such a shortage of of person power. You guys and could so, have called me. At, at the hospital, they had these big posters up. Oh, turkey meal. They had little slips. You can go down for a turkey meal. And yeah. so I arrived to my shift at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the turkey meal went off at two o'clock. And I arrived to like an intubation and a septic and a code stroke. And a, so I, I basically three had bad turkey things, meal. In case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Because you stopped dying. I've got to get some turkey up in here, right? <laughs> Just hold that thought. <laughs> Don't let that stroke go I know any time farther. Time is brain, but it's also time is tummy. <laughs> <laughs> time is turkey. Time is tummy for turkey. Oh dear! Look, hey, so I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. You was know, good. I haven't worked a Thanksgiving in quite a while. <laughs> oh, that's right, I haven't worked. <laughs> so I'm I'm extra super thankful for people like y'all who work on holidays to take care of the rest of us. So Me too. Thank You're you, sir. welcome, Tom. You're very welcome. Somebody, Feels good. Somebody's got to look after the turkey bezels that come in and around midnight. So we're all happy and we're all thankful and then we look at the show notes <laughs> and who put this up on the top of the show? We need to stop. I'm telling you. Okay. Politics, very, very important. Let's try <laughs> to keep it focused on things that have to do with the climate and the pollution and the things like that. So and the Tesla. We can beat uh we can beat our Trump drum, our Trum, as it were. <laughs> uh, uh but we have to try to keep it focused on things that matter to our listeners. Otherwise, uh, we won't have any listeners. Well, I've got another idea here. So if we do it in a really upbeat manner while talking about really <laughs> depressing things, that should cancel it out. I don't think that's how that works, buddy. They just want to hear us talk about the climate and the pollution and the, the Tesla, the, the the leather seating. So I thought that we should just get the uh, the bad news out of the way. Okay, let's do it. And then get into the good news. So first of all, we've got to do some politics stuff. We're going to get to your letters. Some people are saying don't do any. Some people are saying do 
a lot. Anyway, here we go. CNN. This is by Jeremy Diamond. He said that the Donald conceded Tuesday that there is some connectivity between human activity and climate change. Hmm, flip-flop. Hello. He wavered on whether <laughs> he would pull out of the international accords as he had promised. He says he has an open mind about it, but he will consider how much it will cost our companies. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What is the problem? This guy called Marion Ebel, who Myron. is... Myron. sorry. Myron Ebel, who is the head of the EPA, or is about to become the head of the EPA. Let's give the devil his due and say his name correctly. Thank you. He is a... <laughs> you got to give us a little warning there, buddy. He is a fundamentalist climate change uh, denier. Fundamentalist climate change uh, denier? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. He's a fundamentalist climate change denier. Who wants to do He's also a tobacco, uh, tobacco hurts you denier. So let's just talk about who he is. So we have no idea who Donald is. He keeps flip-flopping all the time. It's pretty impressive. So we've got to look at who he's putting in his posts. He, the reason this is... Very important to look at the people who he's putting into Paris because it's pretty clear that he's not that interested in doing the job of president. That is correct. The most dangerous aspect of Donald Trump is that he actually holds nothing deeply and is completely unprepared to make decisions and be a leader. So what he is is whoever he's in the room with. He's in the room with Obama. Obama's really smart. That guy's amazing. He's in the room with Hillary. She's not so bad. He's in the room with Myron uh, Ebel. Uh, there is no climate change. So we got to watch the people that he's putting into place. Some of them so far a little bit disastrous. The the EPA guy, this Myron Bell gentleman, the Department of Education lady, she took a perfectly crappy school system and made it worse. And the list goes on and on. We won't even get into Breitbart, but, uh, you know, Steve Bannon is available as well. So Myron Ebel, let's be just clear who this guy is. And again, it's politics, but the head of the EPA has a lot of power. So he's the director of global warming and international environmental policy at the Competitive Enterprise. <laughs> Prize Institute and chairman of Cooler Heads Coalition. Which is cool. The Cooler Heads Coalition. It's Good name. It's focused on dispelling the myths of global warming by exposing flawed economic, scientific, and risk analysis. He is not a scientist. What? He has a master's in political theory. So do I. He has worked for the, for the tobacco industry. He's even worked against Newt Gingrich on the Endangered Species Act, basically saying that Newt was fascinated by small fuzzy creatures. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to save any creatures. So this guy has a very clear agenda no. uh, with these super PACs that are funded by the coal and gas industry along with others to remove regulations on pollution and let the market decide. So his philosoph philosophy is that of uh, libertarianism. Free markets will decide. It'll all be good. Just let industry go and do whatever they like. And my problem with this from a fundamental point of view is that if you do not count the cost of pollution, then the free market will do uh, whatever it likes, it will pollute the crap out of things until you reach a tipping point and everything is destroyed because you haven't counted the cost of what you're doing. So if you count in the cost of we now have to move millions of people, hundreds of millions of people and cities and New York and Florida and they all have to <laughs> move, if you add that into here's the real cost of oil and coal, right. then that changes the economic um, numbers. But they don't count that so they get to – burn coal and do lots of bad things because you never actually count the cost of the pollution. Somebody else is paying for that. And you're not adding taxes to the cost of it to these corporations, to us. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but the cost of natural gas 
and coal in some areas is going down, 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 down as we get more and more and more and more of it, right? It's not as we find more level, of it, as we find more, as we find. are able, the technology is available to pull Extract. more out of the ground. Yes. It's there's a it's there's a weird vicious circle that's attached to this that actually is a net a benefit to the economy, but I don't think it's a net benefit. But it is having sort of these back-ended effects on manufacturing, for instance. We're talking about short-term versus long-term. And we'll talk about that. That's correct. Yeah, yes. exactly. And so the point of this uh, first section is just know who this guy is, follow the money, who pays for this guy, who is he now, we know. And so it'll be a little easier for you to follow why the decisions that are going to be made in the next four years are made. And I will repeat, there is no downside if the climate change folks are wrong. Nothing bad will happen if we're wrong on our side, if they're wrong, we're all underwater. So, you know, this is a good time. I'd like to interject what I actually put in after oh, a story interject. coming down, uh, down on the list. But basically, I looked at um, a great website. It was uh, opensecrets.org, where they go in and they look at the actual uh, filings in the federal system. You have to file if you're going to give money to a candidate, right, in your company. Not if you're one of these PACs that can operate under the under the wire and secretively. And so they went ahead and totaled up how much the various industries are giving to Congress. And I, I put down a list here. It's not very large, but these are the top donors. I only focused really on people who gave more than $2 million a year or organizations like Koch Brothers and Chevron and a company called Ariel, which is an oil and gas extraction, Cumberland Development Coal, Alliance Coal, Next Era Energy, which is an electric provider, but also has a lot of nuclear and coal interests. Mm -hmm. And I just looked in how much did this top list of donors actually give in 2015? $30 million. Mm -hmm. That's like nothing. And they're buying all this influence for $30 million. You know, Mel, you were talking about using our money, you know, the people who are uh, in Tesla Nation and beyond who are going to make – are going to have a lot more money if the tax plan goes through. It's going to be way more money than $30 million, even if you gave a fraction of it to an organization that helps to influence the legislature. It would be a lot less than $30 million. I, I just am astounded by the fact that there's so little – Money And maybe there's more money under the table or in other sort of, how would I say, nefarious ways, trips and other goofball things that people give to get under the radar. But still, it's not that much money. And that was what really surprised me. And you can give letters because representatives, when they get letters, they listen. You don't have to give money. You can give letters. So the other thing I want to do, a uh, little bit more depressing news, and then we'll get to the good stuff. Oh, and this is from Electric! It's from Electric! And it says this, there's a right-wing group that has started a campaign called Stop Elon Failing Again. <laughs> These people, yeah. are, i got to tell you. I have one question. Yeah. Where did Elon fail in the first place? Uh, exactly. So they, we don't okay. think it's failure, they do. So this is a plan to stop Elon defrauding the government and through Tesla and SpaceX, funded in large part by our friends from the gas and fuel industry again. Citizens for the Republic with Laura Ingram, yes, that Laura Ingram, the radio talk show host, as the lead. They want to say they want to stop the billions of tax dollars going to big energy, but mm. they only focus, it's interesting, 
on renewables. Which is little energy right now. So if you look at the pie of the federal subsidies, so they're all about you're wasting the taxpayer money, all these subsidies that are going to big energy, and we're going to expose that and we're going to stop it. So if you look at the big pie of where all the money goes for federal subsidies uh, to energy, the three quarters of the pie is the oil and gas industry. What? About one quarter of the pie, just under one quarter of the pie is nuclear. No. And then a tiny little sliver of pie that would just not satisfy you at all. It's could so you even, small. Could you even cut that slice you and put it on, it on your so plate? so small. No, it'd have to be the last piece of pie left in the pie. I don't it's, know if the pieces would actually stay within the slice. <laughs> it would all just disintegrate. It's like you need a laser. A very, very sharp knife. A laser to cut it. <laughs> that little tiny slice goes to renewables. And so here's the sort of spiel that I want to go on. And this is... I'm really sick of the fact that we just have these disinformation campaigns now, and that's just sort of accepted the way you do politics. It used to be, maybe it's just in my head and it probably is, that you had a libertarian point of view. I had a liberal point of view. There was another point of view, and we would fight and argue and piss and moan at each other and call each other stupid because of the way you – And but it would be out in the open. Yeah. We would have these discussions and then hopefully the best argument would win and we'd look a little bit of – now, probably it's never really been like that, but that's my fantasy of how it would. That it is was. a fantasy. It's a pretty one too though. It's a nice little fantasy. Now we just use diff information. We just give up. We just bullshit. We just have a super pack. We just withhold information. Uh, it is all about propaganda. Who's the best at bullshit propaganda? And so normal people who don't have time – have given up and said, I don't know what the F is the truth anymore. And that's how the propagandists win. They so confuse everybody as to what the hell's going on that people either just drop out or they believe the bullshit they read on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to stop. It the- really has to stop. Or the only logical endpoint of this is uh, that you revert back to a uh, agrarian society because if you live in a post-science world, post-fact world, what's left? I don't know. I mean, just that, dictators that a, have the loudest voice. A perfect example of this is the tobacco companies, right? For years and years and years and years and years, they screamed and shouted, "It's not doesn't cause this. It's not healthy." We all believe now. We don't even believe. We know they were lying to us. They were lying to us forever. These people are also lying to us. They're not getting subsidies. The pie is fascinating. So this this graph that's in this article on Electrek, so four hundred and forty six billion dollars in federal money. Uh, in 2010 dollars from 1918 to 2009 granted a very long period of time manufacturing has grown a lot but that's a lot of subsidies and since 1994 so the last 15 years all renewables have gotten just under six billion dollars so really it's enough already they're not being oversubsidized they're being subsidized to make them exist because they need to exist. On, on a myriad of levels, from saving the planet to and a secure energy future to not sending our money to petro nations, there's a lot of good reasons. Pick any one you want. Pick any one of them that you want to go to renewals that, that suits your political point of view, and let's just go with it. Okay, I want to do one more depressing one. You ready? No, no more depressing ones. We have to do one more depressing one. Then we're going to do a lot of good news. It's going to be great. Okay. All right? So this depressing one, I'm going to do it in a happy voice so it's not so depressing. Ooh, okay. <gasps> this is Yippee! from Teslarati. We love those guys. Gene and the guys at Teslarati do such great work. Rock on. This is really good. Somebody went to the Barstow Supercharger. Some bastard? And they were what? all excited. And this is one of the busiest superchargers between Los Angeles and uh, Vegas. <laughs> so at a petty. time of year <laughs> where lots of people are driving because it's around Thanksgiving. It's and a time to give thanks. Yes. Like propaganda. 
propaganda the way you're saying Very it. Very methodically, <laughs> they went to the supercharger and they effed it up. What? They started cutting all the wires in a very methodical way. Somebody who really knew what they were doing and they took the one of the busiest superchargers um, in the country offline. I have no idea why they did this. They didn't leave a note, but they did a really good job of completely effing up the supercharger. It's finally back online. But hey, why'd you do that, fellas? Why'd you F up the supercharger in Basto? Somebody was very angry and was not channeling their anger in a positive manner. No. They were not. They And they didn't get electrocuted either. No. It's curious, right? Yeah. So, 480 volts. And the Basto supercharger has cutters. a nice soup. It has uh, solar panels up oh, there it's and lovely. it's electricity it's and it's really trying to be clean, which really must be annoying to somebody <laughs> that there's clean energy going into the – what is your problem, people? Anger. What's your problem? Just madness. Maybe he waited in line at that supercharger one too many times and decided that was it. More this, superchargers, please. This is sort of uh, like eco-terrorists. Like there's these oh, fundamentalist. No, no, it is, no, no, let me no, explain. No, no, no. These fundamentalist uh, environmentalists. I consider myself a significant firm environmentalist who then start going blowing private property and crap up. And like that is not the way forward here. So I, if you have a problem with Tesla. Use your arguments. Because if we just start – I'm not going to go out and blow up a petrol station. That's ridiculous. This is a bridge too far. Fundamental environmentalist, you don't know if that – what what the, the motive behind this was. No, it but could, I'm saying that there are these environmentalists are, on the other sure. side, on the exact opposite, who go blow shit up. So maybe this person is like, I'm all about petrol and so therefore i got to stop their non-petrol people. That's like, not the way so, Why would you do this? We're like a drop in the ocean at this point. We don't have a drosian. A drosian. We don't have much effect on anything. Unfortunately, we want more effect. But the reality is that this was somebody who really knew what the F they were doing. In fact, I argue that we probably wouldn't even have known that this was going on. Some, you know, truck with, you know, panel truck or some other utility truck drives up. The guy goes behind the gate. Okay, he busted the lock. I get that part. Maybe somebody would have seen that. But takes the lock off, goes behind the gate, and starts disassembling a a panel on a supercharger cabinet and knows exactly what he's doing, or her, and starts snapping cables. And basically, you know, you're there, you're trying to charge. You go, hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm just working on the supercharger. And then the person there says, oh, I got to go grab some parts. I'll be back in a few minutes and drives off. And everybody's standing around going, what the F? And you say that in response to me saying, if you're at the supercharger network and you see some guy snapping the wires and you're a nice pacifist, you probably stop being a pacifist for a few minutes. I would be so enraged if I saw that happening. I would lose my I would take my no. Tesla and want to drive over them. No. I wouldn't. Call 911. That's what I should Get do. out your cell phone, start taking pictures, record license plates, look at faces, take pictures of faces. This is how, you know, other much more uh, socially concerning situations occur like people getting stopped on the street and shot by cops you know basically this is eyes of the world internet this is how we're going to make change in the world i think that's the perfect opportunity you think, here uh, tesla's installing some security cameras in their supercharger network yeah uh, and do you think would, the tesla well, nation is now looking around at people who are playing with the stuff just can, to watch can tesla what then doing? access whatever cars were at the supercharger look through their cameras at, you know, there's a, whatever, six cars at the supercharger. Or maybe there were no char- cars at the supercharger. I'm sure this right? was there, 3 a.m. Swing. There yeah. was nobody around. Right. So, um, I don't know. That's a bit depressing. So, are, you, are we done that? 
What's really good is that Tesla initially said that it was probably going to be offline for a week, but the thing was up and running before Thanksgiving was up. Badass. Badass. That's pretty and amazing. The guy took all the circuit breakers. Like he did some, he cut the wires and took the circuit, the little breaker down the line. So they had to replace a bunch of stuff. Apparently, there's a guy in one of those white panel vans not too far away that had all the circuit breakers ready to go in there. So Tesla responded quickly. Good for Tesla. And the other cool. Sorry, I was just going to say, I just wonder who did this. I mean, was it an individual with some gripe or was it somebody funded by. God knows who to go no, and do this. What? I don't know. Who? Seems, what? Who? I don't want to take any leaps of that. But like, who? I don't want to say it but was a, a, a Tesla supercharger installer because he knew what was going on. Because really, it's just a panel. Any electrician would know how to turn it off. Is it? Was he an electrician? It's like he's a firefighter. Like a lot of firefighters light fires. So it was the guy that actually fixed Possibly. it. I, I screwed it up so they would call me. Or it's just somebody who's emboldened, emboldened by the current uh, political climate. A lot of people have been emboldened. They're yeah. doing, they're acting out. They're doing things they wouldn't normally do because they feel like now maybe they have permission or backup. And so, with all the talk against uh, climate change, all the talk against renewables, maybe this person just felt like they should take it on their own to you do this. Could have just been a thief that wanted, like, that had a gig that needed those those circuit breakers are probably very expensive because they're probably high amperage circuit breakers. And they're probably, maybe they actually yeah, tried to extort Tesla, and that news has not come out. Like, if you do not. Yeah. Pay me, I'm going to whatever. I but take, the, the, I we're going to take your supercharger out if you do not give us fourteen thousand dollars. Maybe it's somebody who just hates rich people. Hello to my little friend. Now, I got to tell you, I feel <laughs> I often feel guilty pulling up to a supercharger network and I see all these hundred thousand dollar cars mm-hmm. and all these very wealthy people. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, please get the Model Three along because we need some more normal people. Because yeah. I feel guilty that we're sort of all. And, it's like the rich person's club right now. I feel guilty. Yeah, it is the rich person's club, and I will I will tell you there's a there's a Tesla owner on my drive to here every Monday. Actually, every day he parks near a school near my house, and he parks on the corner. Today he was about three feet away from the corner in the street in the red zone. You know, window or a falcon wing doors up in the air blocking the thing, and he just gives all Tesla owners a bad name. So if you're that guy and you're in a blue Model X. Uh, just park your car normally, buddy. Get it off the corner. It's dangerous. There's kids crossing the street. What you're doing isn't cool. The other thing I thought was really great after the story was if you follow in the Tesla Motors forum website, which I tend to spend time at, there were people in there saying, oh, yeah, so this is exactly why we need more Tesla superchargers. And they're basically showing Google map coordinates and maps themselves, encouraging the Tesla supercharger team to put in superchargers in like the south end of Barstow or one in Baker or one in Hesperia. And they're like, and this one has a great Starbucks and this one, and this is a good part of the parking lot. And there's like would be awesome. Tesla Nation is working with Tesla. Hopefully, Tesla supercharger team is like, you know, using this as an opportunity. Of course, some of those guys on uh, we should be buying some of this property around these sites. It's kind of like reminds me of when the train was being built out, the train system yeah. from east to west, and then all of the the hubs, or, or I should say, all of the spur lines. It's like you really want the train coming by your town. You don't want it going by. Tom, I don't want it going by Tom's town. I want it going by Robert's town yeah. because then Robert's town is going to become the next San Diego. All you have and to so- do is 
is bribe a politician and you can get the train to come to your town. Yeah, probably for like 60 bucks. <laughs> so if I bribe Elon, he'll put a supercharger uh, next door? Oh, no, we can't. No, we don't need a supercharger next door. Uh, according to one of our readers, we have plenty of superchargers in Los Angeles. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's move on. So that's the depressing part? That is – ooh, it wasn't depressing. It was more enlightening. Let's call it enlightening. Well, I'm sure it was ignorant. I'm, whenever uh, there is a discussion of politics and history, I'm sure that we are making ourselves sound like complete idiots because no. – we are. Can I just throw something in that's no, actually very positive, I think? Yes, no. go. Yeah, like Barron's, the, the uh-huh. newspaper. It's a rather stodgy, like financial, uh, pragmatic piece of uh, literature, or I should say journalism that comes out. And so I caught this article on Barron's that just had come out, and they talked about how Trump's plan for America is to make America great again. American workers, keep jobs here, increase, you know, improve our workforce, manufacturing in the United States. And he basically went down a list of reasons why um, Tesla and Musk Industries are doing all of these things and why this is absolutely 100% in line with what Trump has to uh, support from his campaign promises to the people. Yet there's this conflict between Trump and some of his financial and or political backers. And it'll be interesting, aside from that article now, my own commentary, to watch this conflict play out. Right. But the problem is as you as you noted in this article, Tesla will have twenty thousand American workers by twenty seventeen, which is fastly approaching us. And there are ten million jobs in oil and gas in the United States. So that is a much bigger number, and we need to figure out a way to help transition those people, their communities into these cleaner jobs and that's no small feat but that would make america great to be honest with you if it could really transition in a way that gave a little soft landing to all of those folks currently in those high paying jobs that you know have a 2 plus trillion dollar effect on our economy it's uh What's the history of this? Have we been good at uh, transitioning people when um, the horse and carriage came along? To, I don't believe we have. Did the been. guy, the, the blacksmith, go and work at the Model T factory? I don't know. I don't believe at, he did, Historically, no. how this works. We always politicians and us. We say, oh, well, we should just retrain that person to build solar panels and batteries. But does that ever happen? Do people migrate? Do they go to these jobs that they retrain? I don't know. But it's not a reason not to do it, and that's the important thing. It's not a reason to still have horse and buggies because the car came along. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to be outside your control. Um, So do it for the right reason, which is uh, because we need a clean planet, and we'll have to work this other stuff out. It will be a difficult transition. Yeah, it will be a difficult transition. It has to happen eventually anyways, right? Fossil fuels are not – they're not forever. Fossil fuels are not forever. Uh, And if we do continue to burn them uh, forever, then – we're not forever. So let's go on. Come on. Can I get to the f***ing good news Oh, yet? my God. You are a cursor, <laughs> and that is not very nice. We are sorry. Go ahead. Let's get some good news. What's the good news? What's the first good news story? Oh, we've had good news already. Here we go. Let's give good so news. we've just heard about we're going to have jobs. There's going to be lots of jobs. There's going to be a lot of jobs. It's going to be great. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs and lots of jobs. So this is from Inc.com. It said uh, – Ick. Ink. Ink. Ick. Elon, Inc. Icky Inc. Elon's master plan going into high gear. So if you just stop and take a cleansing breath for a second, 
And you just think about all the stuff that Elon has announced this year. So he's laid out plans for a mass-produced car that will drive itself and drive down the cost of travel while at the same time reducing our carbon footprint. That's a good idea. That's good. He's going to create mass transport and a truck using the same principles. Also good. That's really cool. He's going to drive down the cost of power storage in the home and at the utility scale to allow renewables to compete at a local and more federal and state level. Is that good? That's good. He's created a solar roof that redefines what can be done in terms of strength, resiliency, and beauty at the same time it makes energy. Hmm, I don't know about that one. And he's going <laughs> to make humans a multiplanetary species in some, not some far off 100 year future, but starting within as early as five years. So he's going to mm. do that? Do you think he's going to be the one that does? So if, if, if SpaceX is the one that gets first to Mars, then it's him. If, if it's not, is it someone else? Or is no matter what, he's driving the bus forward at this point? Exactly. And so I, I think say, he's more pushing the bus. Yeah. Elon's not without his well, self driving the bus. <laughs> yeah, self driving the bus. That's good. So I say this he's, look, Elon's not without his faults. He often over promises when it comes to timelines, but he is really inspiring in that he could have sat on his cash and just done silly things. But he's got this big vision of uh, what he could do, what we could do as a species. And I'm not ignorant of the fact um, of even if we become 100% renewable, even if he produces 100 gigafactories and we're completely electric, this planet has got other serious, serious problems when it comes to water and uh, climate change that we can't reverse for a long Fisheries. time. And there is simply too many people. I mean, some scientists say that the world really can sustain over millennium Maybe as many as a billion people and we're going to be 10 – I mean a billion people and we're as many as a 10 billion. So we're going to have to shrink populations and this is already happening. And when you shrink populations, economies go down and nobody, not any economist in the world knows how to shrink economies without there being war. So there are other big issues but just from an inspirational point of view, here's somebody with a lot of cash and a lot of smarts who's helping to make this place better instead of just saying – Short-term profit, short-term profit, short-term profit. So that's why I'm inspired, even though he is not perfect. Well, let's actually be clear. He doesn't have a lot of cash. He gets he gets a dollar a year. Excuse that's, me? I think, his – well, wait, wait a second. Wait. A dollar a year. That's his salary. That's he doesn't get cash. cash. He gets paid in stock options. But that's not what you said. You said he doesn't have a lot of cash. Right. What that I'm is saying incorrect. is basically <laughs> he's getting paid not in cash. He's getting a little bit of money, a dollar, and he's getting stock options after that. And so he's actually invested in the future and the success of his organization. That is very true. But he still has a lot of money. Let's not – On paper, he's worth about $10 billion, I think. Yeah. But – Paper money is and on cash he's away. probably sitting on a half a billion dollars. Yeah, so let's, I'm sure let's all be a little bit realistic. If it all goes to crap tomorrow, Elon ain't gonna be at the Thanksgiving dinner at the mission next year. Okay, he's just not gonna be doing oh, that. That's pro- but, I'm probably true. But I have a question for you guys. Yes, I cannot. I was trying to think of yesterday when I read this note that you put in here, I want to know who else has really impacted this renewable, sustainable fight like Elon has, right? 
if, if it was not for him, would we even be having this conversation? Would Daimler be having this conversation in their boardrooms? Would Chevy be having this conversation in their boardrooms? There was no one else really pushing it forward. And yes, I realized that there was an EV1, but we all know what happened to that thing. So they talked about it for a moment and they didn't. And now we have companies like Daimler who announced recently that they're going to be putting $11 billion with a B. That's a lot of Bs. It's just one B, it's actually. Actually, it's just one, one B, B but with a limited front But but it's a lot of money, and so are these conversations even happening without him? He not only did he he didn't start the conversation, but he brought the conversation into the light. Just like the bus to much Mars, much more serious, He's like his self driving bus, bus to, to Mars. Mars. Um, I agree. A lot of people said this electrification of transport, and this was moving in that direction. But there is absolutely no doubt that he accelerated the crap out of it because everybody said it's not ready, we can't do it, the battery tech isn't there, you can't do it. And he basically said, I think you're wrong. And then he did it. So he made cars that are beautiful and that people want. And now the next big thing, if he if he can do the Model 3 and make that work, then everybody will be on board. And I think the car companies are already starting to get a bit anxious. Boy, we're already a little bit behind. If this guy yeah. really pulls this off, we're going to be way behind. But we're they gonna have be, a lot of money. Let me just put it this way. If this guy can pull it off, we are I'm just going to say the word because that's the reality of it. And it was- not if they start to take it seriously, they're not because they have a lot. They have many, many years of history behind them. They have a lot of money. Like eleven billion dollars from Daimler is not is not nothing. That's a lot of investment. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of investment. Well, let's let's see how fast they can train up their sales force. Yeah. Well, I mean that's. <laughs> <laughs> but Tesla had. But Tesla suffers from that as well. Their sales force is not – the people in the stores are not the best ambassadors for the brand in my opinion. No, that's why we are and that's why they're giving us all these perks and little doodads. They haven't given us getting, anything. What the hell are you talking well, about? Well, I got one guy to buy a Tesla. What did you get for that? Did you get the the, the, well, the I've jacket? Well, I've nothing. What is the deal? What is What do you get with one? I think it's I want the seven. jacket. I a thousand bucks. I want – I'll get somebody to test one and go to a thousand bucks. I use my code. You got a thousand dollars. They got a thousand. Using, oh, you got your own thousand dollars. Nobody's using my code. Nobody likes you. I want a power wall. <laughs> Did you hear that they're going to give away a power wall signed by Elon and by uh, Strawble? Because uh, if you Ooh. get seven people, <laughs> he's a cool. That's dude. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get a a, a fiery red power wall. But I was going to say that I, I have a bone to pick here because everybody's bitching and moaning about Elon and his overpromising. And I'm like, can you guys just find something else to complain Are about? about us? No. The, I'm just talking about the press. There's just so many stories yeah. that, you know, the Tesla killer and the, all this crap. And it's like, you know, if you get into the mind of, of Elon Musk, which I would love to be able to, but I get the sense that one of the things that he does is he pushes very hard and he has very high standards and and his plans are accurate. Yes, he can get these things done if it were only other people able to keep up with him. And so when people overpromise, so like suppliers that either overpromise, underdeliver or lie or boats like China. Wow. I don't know. I think China's doing fine. It's going to be another gigafactory there, and it's going to be one of Tesla's largest markets. In fact, it's probably going to be Tesla's largest market. But the reality is that there's a lot of people out there who need to get their S-H-I-T in gear to be able to work work with Tesla because Tesla works at very, very rapid speed. They turn things around quickly. They redesign quickly. They don't screw around. And so 
you know, part of this quote overpromising is because it's a lot of people in the chain who are not holding together their links. I think the problem is people are just are not used to this sort of thing, right? The only there not a whole lot of people in his position, CEOs of large companies that are kind of on this this cusp and and could have been teetering either direction, right? They have this weird investment. Is there enough money? Is there enough cash flow? Are they burning too much cash, right? Are willing to put themselves out there. He's not a guy who's afraid to fail. And I think one of the issues in our society today is that we're afraid to let people fail. We're afraid, and that does not let us push ourselves to innovate, to be more creative. Like, if I... As a, as a creative person, as a photographer, right, was out there and not willing to spend my day on something that was, that I thought would work and was beautiful and was able, and maybe at the end of the day, it was a failure, right? I, I learned from that and the next day I could do better. If we're not willing to take failure and learn from it, we can't move forward. And he is the most willing to do this. I will say the other person who was willing to do this and was more of a visionary and ran into a lot of the same things was Steve Jobs, right? Same kind of deal. He had a lot of internal struggles with his own company, with his own friends about pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and making this technology happen. And everybody was like, oh, you can't do this. You're never going to deliver that many units. You're never going to, you know, and he was late sometimes and things happened. So you got to push to create. But uh, so I agree with all of that. And the other part of this, and I hate to say it, well, because it's you, Tom, I'm going to (laughs) agree, is uh, sort of clickbait. We now live in a time where I want uh, good news, good news, good news. And then when we build somebody up like Elon Musk, then we need bad news, bad news, bad news, because it's only the extremes that get you clicks. Uh, yeah. We want to click on Tiger Woods when he's winning major, major, major. And we want to click on Tiger Woods when he's got uh, a, some issues trouble, with the trouble, family. Trouble. We'll click, click, click. Anything in between like, eh, you know, Elon's uh, pretty smart and we'll see how it plays out. doesn't get you a click. Right. And is he crazy like a fox, right? Because what's the only – like does Tesla advertise? They absolutely do not, right? But they get all kinds of articles. This show is a perfect example because we have to sift through hundreds of free Tesla articles that are produced every day. And half of them are on his failures and his pushing and his, his over-promising and stuff like that, right? So, again, is well, the he only crazy reason- like a fox? Like he gets so much publicity for his company and people talk about the company and people know about Tesla because – He's pushing these failures and pushing and pushing and pushing. So it's very much uh, what's wrong with the US and the world right now. If you silo yourself, and that's so easy to do, if you go on your Google News and say, I just want right-wing news because that's what I'm comfortable with, I'm very conservative, you'll get a feed which makes it look like Tesla is failing and is horrible and is destructive and doing all this bad and they're using tax dollars and you'll get that every day. If you're left-wing and you say, give me news that's of a left-wing bent and the news feed you'll get and you can actually do this and it's remarkable to actually sit down with google and do it and like oh it changed the hello google let's it's like it's all good elon musk is the jesus christ he's gonna save us all it's all gonna be great it's amazing so you can totally have a skewed worldview just by putting into these sort of um uh, trollers, what are they called? These robots. Yeah, give me the right. news I want to hear. Aggregators, it's unbelievable. Or it's can, bad. Or you and can, can listen fix to it. us and hear both sides. Same thing goes on with well, Facebook. We that really both sides. We're mostly Fa- one side. Most people get their news from Facebook. At least most people, I think, includes millennials and and people X Geners, Y Geners. That's not news. Not no. us. But Facebook does the same thing, and that's been in the news recently. So let's talk about New Zealand. You know, I love there is lamb. Oh, should we talk about New Zealand? How do you really love, feel about New Zealanders? I love New Zealand. I just as got an a, Australian. 
Yes. I love New Zealand. It's like really? our little brother. Do you? Little, little sister. Um, and the, every New Zealander listening to the program right now hates it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love New Zealand. And I learned recently where New Zealand comes from because it came from um, – we heard it. Old it's Zealand? The, it's the Zealand that got the new. It's from the, right. the, it's the like Netherlands. A, right. There was the Zealand and that's what Is made that, New you Zealand. You say Holland? Denmark? What? The Netherlands? Oh, God, let's no, let's start again. again. I love New Zealand. I already don't remember. North Holland, South Holland. You know what's amazing? I listened to that thing 12 times and I had it for a second and now I have no idea. Again, it's just the countries that are cold and up there. I'm going to make a t-shirt. So uh, hobbits, they got hobbits. They got sheep. Really? You started with hobbits? They got nationalized healthcare. They've got split ends. The split ends. It's a band. Yeah, and they're good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they got superchargers and Teslas. What? So they're officially accepting orders for S's and X's in the Z that is new. And uh, because they got so many Model 3 <laughs> reservations, apparently. So, 75. And a local, and a number of people dare you. have been importing S's even though there's a no supercharging network. What there's does gonna be a, that cost? A lot. Uh, they've got a Tesla score, store that's coming to Auckland and a supercharger network that's going to link Auckland and Wellington, which is the two big cities on the North Island. Which side of the road do they drive on? No, isn't isn't one on the North Island and one on the South Island? No. And the supercharger's going to be in the little isthmus? No. <laughs> on the bridge. No, it's going to be in the North Island. And the South Island is not getting squat. I'm sorry. That's the way it goes. And I'm going to the Z that is new in January to go to the wedding of uh, Cece, who's actually the producer of this show. This show? What? And I'm going to take pictures, and I'm going to look for hobbits, and I'm going to look for Teslas, because there's probably as many Teslas as hobbits there right now. Uh, But if I find either of those, I'll be sending you some video. (laughs) Aren't you excited? Go to New Zealand. I just got a a recipe. little cousin. Got a recipe for kufta, made with lamb. Kufta. Kufta. Be careful how you say that. Kufta. <laughs> I'm looking about? forward to making it. You're making lamb. I'm, you is know, lamb kufta a New Zealand dish? No, but kufta is a, is a dish that is delicious. Is it best served And it's made with lamb. Like no. revenge? Never negative. <laughs> and the lamb that I buy all comes from New Zealand. It's like, you know, uh, grass-fed, open for, open pasture lamb. It's from Trader Joe's. Yeah. From Trader they make Joe's. A good, they make a good lamb product over there at Trader Joe's. Mel likes lambs. I love lamb. The the the, <laughs> the relationship between New Zealand and Australia is complex. Um, <laughs> is it really? Australians, I think, in general, really like New Zealand and New Zealanders. But I'm not sure that New Zealanders <laughs> like us. It's kind of like Canada and America. If you call a Canadian American... They get kind of pissed about it. But oh, if you call yeah. an American Canadian, with it, they're like, with oh, good that's reason. so cute. With uh, good reason. That's so cute. So to all the New Zealanders that listen, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to going to New Zealand sometime. I would love to go hike about and see find, Mount Cook. And find a hobbit. Stop with the hobbits, man. We're going to get letters they live about there. the hobbits. They I'm don't live there. They filmed find. the movies there. No. There are no uh, hobbits. I'm sorry. Agree to disagree. The hobbits, first off, they're hobbits real. live in Middle Earth. Yeah. Not in New Zealand. Middle Earth is no, New Zealand. No. That's like saying that's like saying Ewoks come from Marin County, California. No, they're from Endor. They're from Endor. That was in Marin County when that's where oh they filmed God. it. I'm Sorry going to, to Endor the next. And but I would like to Tatooine, know. Robert? Why don't you just blow the whole thing out of yeah. this guy? Barstow. <laughs> <laughs> Be better this. if it was in Baker. They could go to the Great Greek and get the California's finest gyro. 
Oh, is it really? Oh, my God. The best. Really? That place is amazing. I don't go to Vegas very much. Why so do you always want to turn this into a cooking show? A because show. I Great Greek am Kufta. a food guy. We're in the same region. You go there, you get a gyro, you can get a little yogurt parfait for the mm. road, and you are out of there. Delicious. Drink it, Sadiq. You know, when <laughs> I go driving across the country... I get excited because you go I'm to allowed, every time. I'm allowed to go to McDonald's. That's because you're so excited. You don't think and Calbert and Tom is like, "Where's the, right. the falafel shamalama ding dong right. in this open tiny your, town?" Open your phone and open your Yelp. I and do. Find I go a decent Mac-ers. place to eat. Uh, we have to. I don't know. We're gonna have to guide him to. How can you be an environmentalist and eat it and eat at McDonald's? McDonald's? Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. Just flush because, Brazil uh, down the toilet. <laughs> because no, thank you. Once I did some of the math for going zero, which we'll talk about later, about how much carbon it takes to make a cow, I'm really cutting down on my cow eating, let me tell you. It's frightening. So let's go to Vermont. This is the Burlington Free Press. There's this pilot little place called Dynapower, a little company in Vermont making inverters. Mm-hmm. And increasingly, they're using these to tie batteries to the grid. And here's an example. Okay. There's a little place in the Caribbean that was burning an extensive, uh, a whole bunch of uh, it, diesel. No. I can't. Like pronounce a shit it, no. pile? A shit ton. I want you to pronounce it. No. <laughs> Angulia. <laughs> Angia. Angia? <laughs> I hate you, Tom. I can't read. You know, that, you know it's a Dyslexic. problem. Dyslexic. I believe that's in the Dutch lesser Antilles. Uh, oh, my God. Stop. Oh, gosh. Uh, you, you better hope it is. That's Dutch. all I have to say. We're going to be talking about that for a week. So they have to desalinate to get water there, and they're burning all of this uh, diesel, and it was smelly, and it was very expensive. And then they said, look, let's do some uh, solar and uh, stick an array and attach it to the grid. But for some reason, the grid people say, well, we don't want you to do that. So they went to this little company in Vermont and said, could you help us out? And so they said, sure, we can help you out. And they sent some container ships down there with their inverters and with solar panels. And now they make all of their water, 300,000 gallons a day, out of clean renewable energy with battery backup. Oh, it's right. pretty cool. God, I can't believe it's a British territory. They're oh, awful. no. Oh, oh, you screwed that oh, one up. Oh, my gosh. I but probably is, didn't even pronounce it, it right on top the, of it. It is in the Eastern Caribbean, though. That's it's, great. Yes, yeah, so it's pretty amazing. So they are they're they got this thing going. They're off-grid for this desal plant. So they're producing the solar, making the water. And the interesting thing about this company, and I don't know if you guys read really deep, this is the company that is making 250-kilowatt inverters for Tesla's commercial power packs as well. They got the deal. Interesting, because I know Tesla said, we now make our own inverters. So is this the company that's actually building them? Here's our design you're building them? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, this is a small, privately owned company in uh, Vermont. They're Vermonters, so they have the maple of the Is that uh, Dutch Vermont or English Vermont? It's just American, (laughs) North American Vermont. It's cheese Vermont. Whoa. Damn. Let's do local or distributed. (laughs) Here's a story from Claim Technica. uh... No, no. That That is only for electric. Don't, don't really? No, I can't don't, expand no, it. No, 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 no. Because no. everything will become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's already. You'll be like, that's already. <laughs> New York Times. <laughs> Washington Post. Burning the free press. Ah! <laughs> Actually, maybe we're onto something. Maybe that's no. just the way you should no, We're absolutely 100% not onto something. Uh, Raiders. It's Raiders. <laughs> it's electric only. <laughs> okay, clean technica. Oh my God! Has this a is nice the little article of, there. This is the post turkey yes. tryptophan sleepage. No, you guys are well read. Tryptophan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, this is all worn off. A little hypeness. I like it. They have an article here, and it's from John Matthews of Port of uh, Macquarie University. 
Hey, you pronounced that one. Thank you. Because from Australia. I had to look that one up. So uh, Macquarie University, actually my son was looking at Macquarie University. It's a beautiful little... Um, he could see it from here? Uh, no, it's not. Well, Tom, when you're looking at something, <laughs> it could be uh, on the internet, it what? could be in a book. Or could you actually physically could- see it as well? So there's different ways to look at things. You mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, well, you said it, I was just trying to get some clarification. Yeah. It's a radio show. Okay, so Macquarie University here in Woodland Hills, which I'll go <laughs> see from my house. <laughs> he was talking about there's these two forces... There's these uh, people that say what we need is big nuclear plants and uh, you have to have centralized energy and then you send it out to everybody. Or you could do what China and India is doing, sort of Genovo, is renewables much more locally that provide energy security and create jobs and are very inexpensive. And at scale, this is really interesting, as you scale up renewable energy like solar, uh, these are pretty benign technologies. They don't really pollute. They are safe. You put a giant nuclear power plant there. Things could go wrong. Wait, Maybe hold not, on a second. Nuclear power plants can be dangerous? They can be. Probably nowhere near as dangerous as we think. But uh, he basically says, quite simply, again, if you go through this article, that this sort of distributed energy will win because ultimately it's the cheapest. And what wins overall is what's cheapest. Well, and we talked about this a little bit last week about maybe making Tarzana completely uh, off the grid in its own because of the... Damn it, I can't think of the country that, that had like th- – oh, it was, right. it was Kauai. Marshall Island. It was Kauai that was going to have 33 th- – has yes. 33,000 people and they're putting not that – Not Tau. No, uh, not Tau. Yeah. No, yeah, there's so another, another, there's another little another island. One, right? yeah. Yeah. So this was a very thoughtful article and makes a lot of sense on key issues. And what I think is the most interesting about this is it seems to be – the sort of start of the democratization of energy, right? And as opposed to the sort of oligarchy of energy that we sort of all live under right now, where it's like, I have your energy. It's the Monty Burns, right, view of energy. I have your energy, Springfield, and you will bow to my to my goodness. If every if Homer and Ned had a little wind turbine, then they could be like, screw you, Monty. We don't need you anymore. I was like, who the hell is Monty? <laughs> That's great. I love this. So this is also regionalization of electricity. So in a country like India, they still have uh, a lot of soreness over things like Bhopal. Big American company comes in, does something really amazingly egregious. Meanwhile, they're still screwed. So here you could have some small village put up its own panels or wind turbine or hydro up in the uh, Himalayas. Or a combination of all of them. Correct. And they can supply themselves. It's also good in places where you have lots of corruption. So India, unfortunately, is a country with a lot of corruption. And so this democratization of energy just fits better with people's own self-determination. It's not a slam dunk that this is going to work, and I'll give you a couple examples. First of all, Elon said um, we need – it'll probably end up being one-third of energy will produce locally on your house and stuff because you can do it, and two-thirds will be at a big distribution center because if you live in an apartment, you can't go jack up solar panels and that kind of thing. Well, also, if you're a big manufacturer, you need a lot more energy, right? right? That's like massive, massive. And even as an individual, and I'll use myself as an example, again, I have a house, two electric cars, and I have solar panels, but they're not perfectly aligned towards the south, and then in the winter, I can't make enough, so I have to use grid energy. Now, maybe I can fix that by sticking up another array somewhere. So even under the best of circumstances, a lot of people can't do this. And there was a guy called um, guy, 
what was his name? Daniel Nocera. So Daniel Nocera Ooh. was the head of MIT, and then I think he went to Harvard, but don't quote me on that. So this is a very smart guy, professor of chemistry. And about five to eight years ago, he hit the headlines because he came up with a new catalyst that could take your sunlight and can take water and break it into hydrogen and oxygen. And his thing was, I'm going to democratize the crap out of energy because with my catalyst and some solar panels, Everybody throughout the third world in particular, but also the first world, will take all this solar energy during the day. They'll hydrolyze water and at night they'll bring it together. And he said in a TED talk, in three to five years, we'll be commercial. This will be everywhere. It's going to change the world. Unfortunately, a couple of years later, smart guy actually sold his company that he developed because he said, boy, actually going from the lab to making it work in the real world was way more difficult than I thought. And this is a pretty smart guy. So his technologies have been bought by other companies now and are being used. But there couldn't have been anybody smarter or more confident that he could do this distributed energy and big failure, which if, makes me sad. If you want to look at the actual, uh, like a, dem, uh, a uh, how would I say, a, re- a documentary that shows that, the Dean Kamen documentary, the guy who made the Segway, Right. Mm -hmm. Supposedly the guy who went off the cliff with his Segway and died, which is a complete BS that was created on the Internet. But there's a Dean Kamen uh, documentary. I'll come up with the name of it. It's fantastic. And it basically shows that he has developed a device. Uh, He was trying to help people who are doing peritoneal dialysis. This is like you hook up your belly and you got liver failure and you're going to clean out your body. And every night you have to pump like a gallon or more of water through your belly to clear out the toxins. And you needed all of this distilled water. And they were shipping this stuff at huge costs all over the place. He said, why don't we just make it at the bedside? So he's got a device that he made that will make the cleanest water. And he'll tur- it can turn anything, sewer, into drinking water, crystal clear. And he had this, you know, he's an amazing inventor. And so to get that to villages across the, the globe where they actually need it, impossible until he went ahead and made a deal with Coca-Cola. And those Coca-Cola machines, you ever been to those Coca-Cola machines where you can pick, oh, I want cherry Coke with a little bit of lime and a this and a that. And you I can choose those. like hundreds. Yeah, I don't drink oh, Coke. Sure. Healthy, but I, I don't love drink them. soda. Anyway, that machine is run with this distillation device that he created. And through that partnership with Coke, he got them to also get that machine out to all of the villages that he was working with. I believe they were in Africa. And this thing has gone global, but it's just nice. shows how much he was banging his head against the wall. Greatest idea. Working product cannot get it to where it needs to be and operational. It was, yeah. Daniel Nocera was uh, sort of very critical of the battery people, and he made really good arguments saying batteries just don't have the energy density to fix this problem. There's so many terawatts of energy the world needs. He says you, just get, you have to do it with chemical bonds. Um, you can't do it with battery technology. But it turns out um, batteries are now winning. Now, I still – he makes this great argument. There's so much more energy density in breaking and uh, bonds, chemical bonds that uh, batteries can't do. I believed it, but – Unfortunately, he, one of the smartest guys, I was so excited about it, couldn't make it work in the real world, which is a bit upsetting. But even if battery technology in that particular instance is bridge technology to that, till we get, till some more smart guys get in the lab and are able to get that technology out of the bat, that's it, fine. It's working now. So then, then we'll have, in 25 years, we'll have this argument, well, we can't close all these battery factories to switch to this new technology. <laughs> Where will all these people work, right? That right. would be a great 
freaking conversation to be having. The right? one thing that is consistent amongst these guys like Elon Musk and Daniel Nocera and others is that they all agree on one thing. You have this giant energy source in the sky. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait. I know this. I know this. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. wait, wait. Hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's Venus. No. It's called the sun. Oh, and they that makes way more sense. All agree that it pours in a huge amount of energy, ten thousands of times more than we need. Doesn't all energy come from the sun thank now? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if we capture that, then that's all the energy we need. So it's all about storage. His storage was going to be hydrolyzing water, and other people say it's batteries. But uh, it's all about solar energy. All energy is solar energy. Let's Tom. store it on the sun and just put like a wire that is a great idea <laughs> so the documentary is called slingshot okay 2014 right. slingshot I, I love a good documentary and he's also got a bunch mm. of ted talks let's talk about the app oh i have been about app, ladies baby. and gentlemen let's, let's talk, talk about, about it and me let's talk about <laughs> app. i have been uh, let's just say it bitching about the tesla app for over a year first word problem and and so here's an article from <laughs> hyper first world problem oh my and they said Elon uh, has been tweeting and saying uh, version 8.1 of the software. And this is weird because we just got version 8 of the software. He said 8.1 of the software is going to have big UI enhancements. It's going to be way better. And big mobile app update. Woohoo! So the app itself uh, that you have on your phone, your iOS, your Android, has had very little work done on it since 2012. But last year they got the Apple UI designer, Bas Ording. Nice, nice. You like? Time. Very nice. So he joined last year, and so they're going to have this major upgrade to the software of the app as well as to the car. I mean, you what? mean it's going to have more than nine buttons on it? Thank you. And so here are some of the things wow. I want, and then you can add babies. I want the app to be faster. I find it t- takes a really long time to boot up, or the car to boot but up. But do you one have? Two. But do you have your car on the the sleep mode? No, or the I faster? think I need to go change that because it sucks a bit of uh, power. When you I keep. It, but I, I turn my car to the like. Takes a little longer to wake up mode. Yeah, I have little, to, you know what? Takes a little longer for it to wake up, but it does wake up eventually. Um, so I want it faster. I want integrated maps, and I want waypoints. I, was, you know, right now it's really difficult. You're like, I want to go to Vegas, but I would like to go to the Salton Sea first and here and there, and do. It's really hard to do waypoints on the map. In fact, I can't do it at all. You can't. It's not meant to do Thank that. Thank you. Well, it should. You should. Um, I and agree. I want that on the app. Um, I have to go to somewhere like EV Trip Planner or somewhere else. But don't you want else. that on I mean, your map? Why do you I want, want that on, on both. the app? I want it on both. I want to be sitting down, have a here. I'm having a cup of coffee and you don't drink uh, coffee. That's right. I'm having a cup. <laughs> I'm doing some shots, and then I'm going to tra- plan my trip and my Tesla. And then when I get to the car, it'll be in there. Uh, right. Like, like you're sitting in Harris Ranch, and you want to say, "Okay, wait a minute. I want to go to these three places from here." Tesla, tell me, what would be the most energy efficient? efficient? Should I go that way and then to that place, number two, and then charge? Or should I go to place number one and then charge and then go to two and three? It's like, why do I have to be the professor when I'm driving with the family on a trip, sitting there with not only my phone, but my laptop? Slide rule. Practically, it's a new world slide rule. <laughs> well, and other people have this EV trip planner and Tesserati has an app. You know, there's other. You should use those apps then. So uh, I don't want to screw this guy, but integrate it into the Tesla app. That's just one of the things. Okay. I want to have – I had a Leaf. Loved my Leaf. It was a great car. I could set my Leaf up when I was going to do shifts back in the day. Uh, six o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be hopping in my car and driving down to East LA, and it's going to be cold in winter. So I would set up on my little Leaf app at 5.50, turn the heater on so my buttocks are nice and warm when I get in my Leaf. Did I can't do that in my Did the heater and the Leaf work? 
Yeah, it was the heater in my Rav Four did not work. The heater in the Leaf wasn't the best. <laughs> That's why it I did had work. the heated seats because that's so, the only thing that worked. Why can't you do that in the app? I, I don't would know. like to access the cameras. For example, um, I get into a crash. Yeah, it's not my fault. No, this dude says it's your fault. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, uh, you've got if, in my new car. We'll have three cameras. Mm-hmm. Let's just rewind. Yeah. And if oh, you look, yeah. if yeah, you look you, on the Turn in front of me. Look on the Tesla Motor Forum website about mm-hmm. dash cams because I've done this incredible – I probably spent four days researching. I mean like four 10-hour days, 40 <laughs> hours researching. <laughs> I haven't bought it yet. I spent a lot of time researching. Uh, and you can see people posting the videos from their accidents. There was this one guy who was driving up in the Palo Alto area, mm-hmm. and he's at a stop street with brand-new Tesla. Brand new. I mean, like, not even a week old. And he's got his friends in the back seat. He showed the car off to them. They're sitting. It's dark. It's night. He's at a stop street. And there's a lot of trees on both sides. And he's a, just starting across the intersection, having stopped. And out of nowhere, there's a flash on the left side. And the next thing you see is just stuff flying and pieces of clothing. And the, th- the world is spinning. Some kid in a BMW driving like 100 miles an hour, blows through a stop sign and hits him. And the kid, I think, went to a trauma center, might have died, I think. Sad story. Nobody in the story, nobody in the Tesla was hurt. The Tesla looked like crap afterwards. And he posted this video and I thought, I have to have a dash cam. Why do I have to pay $400 for a dash cam and jerk around with wires and play and try and get it to be wired up and stuff when there's already, in my car, two cameras? Right. No. I only have one camera. You have one camera. I have a backup camera. But why would – Russian dash cam photos are the best videos. Oh, my God. So go to YouTube, Russian dash cam videos, frightening. Amazing. Like asteroids and stuff. That's great. But what Elon said in uh, in some exchange, and it was recorded on, again, Tesla Motors Forum, that, uh, yes, you could use the dash cams – or I should say the the eight cams on the newer car to record what's going on, but they're shifted. They're not true cameras. They see things in like grays and blues because they're they're designed to pick up specific objects. They're like, yeah, but man, still, look at the pretty colors, man. <laughs> but still, if you've got eight cameras <laughs> running twenty four seven, why can't you download that onto your Tesla? piece of the website pay for it i don't care and, something and be able to sit on your phone watching and see it. your cameras like if you're Whoa. in the you're in the cafe right and like yeah. you're like what's uh, see hey, somebody's walking around what's the guy doing with the super and then you can talk there. into the app and be like hey buddy why don't you get away from that car buddy no hey, it's like hey, hey that pretty you, you like that it? car use go. my code you robert want? 3177 <laughs> you want to go you want to go for a ride let me open the door go, make sure you bring it back so i was looking at this electric article about the app <laughs> and on on the the comments section, there was one gentleman who came up with a really interesting feature. So your features are pretty good, but imagine this, a yes. Bluetooth connection to the app if there's no wireless and no cell service available. So your your car can be turned on, the doors can be open with your phone with no cell and no wireless because you have a Bluetooth connection. Uh, so you go to the beach somewhere yep. where there's no Wi-Fi, First no cell service. Problem. You leave your keys in the in the ground, in the, what do they call it, in the sand? Yeah. The sand. 
outlandish area, and yeah. you can't find. And no, you them, put it in your shoe, but you want to go. You want to go back to the Four Seasons Hotel, which is you know a while away, and you just you pair the phone to the car, and it, it recognizes problem. that you're in there. That's a good. That's a good suggestion. Another good suggestion was <laughs> a dog in the car mode. So you leave your dog, or God forbid, one of your children in the thing, and it can sort of recognize that there's something in the car and give you sort of a pop up notification on your phone. Hey, boop! Do you know you left your dog in the car? Boop! You know you left your dog in the car. That's a pretty cool feature, and a lot of people just want to know if they left their windows down. So apparently, that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a that's another one. So I want real time updates. I often will be out in the car doing stuff, and I'll leave the door open. I'll leave it, and then it starts raining. It rains like twice a year here, but I seem to leave the window <laughs> yeah, open both times. It is wet. <laughs> it is wet. So your car says, uh, you know, uh, your windows open. Uh, your doors open. Uh, yeah. Maybe you want to close that. Mm-hmm. Um, Little pop up. We're getting closer and closer to Wally. Yes, yes. And then uh, what's no, the we have to stuff? walk over. I, thought, oh, I guess you didn't even have to walk I over and it close would... it at that point. You could just close the door <laughs> from your app. Yeah, well, you actually can't operate Windows from the Tesla app. And that was actually something you could do with the key fob. If you, I think it was you held down the center button, which would normally be the lock, unlock, right? Lock is one, but one push, unlock, two syllables, two pushes. If you would hold that down, it would it'd crack your windows for you, mm-hmm. right? So you could have a cooled off car. But they took that away because too many people were inadvertently activating it and dropping their windows when they didn't want to. But that would be a great thing on the app is to be able to open your windows. I want to know if the alarm on the car gets triggered. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to f- screw with that car because there's not even a key to open it. Uh, the other thing is they should make the app work with the Apple Watch for those of us super geeks. I want uh, two-way communication between cars. So you go to the supercharger and um, you're plugged in, but you've gone to a movie. Like you're going to leave at the two-thirds point of the movie to undo your car? No. But you still want to charge your car. I haven't actually done this, but I know other people do. How about, you know, I, I you can unplug my car. You know, there are some superchargers where you can actually plug in from different positions. There should be more of them. But Two-way communication, a QR code on the car, person snaps a picture of it, sends you a message. It's all done anonymously through Tesla server that says, can I unplug your car? And then you can just, from your phone, push unlock the port and boom, they can unlock the car. And then also preheat the seats. You you were talking about that yes, from the, the, the Leaf. I like that idea a lot. And then enable me to accept an operating system update. You ever That's gotten that? huge. Yeah. So I can't walk from here outside to my car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I do like that one. That makes sometimes no sense. Why I'm can't I just accept it? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Sometimes I'm parked at work. Exactly. It tells you it's ready. Like it says, but yeah, you can't notice it. You can't accept it. it. I understand that. That's why. Okay, we're, I just Tom, you're it. so smart. I'm recognizing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You get the notification. I was agreeing with you. You get the notification, but you could just hit accept if they put accept button. So there you go, boss Ording, the new app guy for Tesla. There's a lot of good suggestions, and some from Mel. And and you can make uh, some of those – implement some of those things into your app. I really like the kids and dog in the car mode. I think that is actually a very interesting thing that could save lives. Wasn't that a recent release where there's a kid there, mode that you can there's select? There's an air conditioning mode where you it won't let the temperature in the car get over 105 degrees. So that is in there now. But you're going to that next level like there's somebody moving around inside your car. Yeah. And actually I have a tragic story that my, one of my relatives just did this. He forgot his two dogs in the car. They both died. That is horrible. Tragic. And he's just – he became quite depressed and you can imagine just yeah. – my dogs didn't do anything. I just forgot them. Terrible. Right. That little app could fix that. I like this. Okay, Model 3. Do you want to keep going here? 
Let's go. All right, Ex- let's talk about the Auto Model World. 3. I want to talk about one specific thing with Model 3. Let's talk about so it. So Model 3, Elon tweeted, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, that it potentially could have, I don't think he's absolutely saying it's going to, but it could have the option for a solar roof. That's so cool. And then in this series of apps, he suggests we could even go further than that. Rather than just having a solar roof, you could potentially have some form of du- Deployable oh, solar stop. roof. I think that was tongue firmly. In I cheek. don't think so because let's do some math. Oh please! If you put a three hundred and fifty watt panel in that uh, roof okay. and you get ten hours of sunlight, mm-hmm. that'll be three point five kilowatt hours, which could be up to ten miles of driving a day. Although a lot of people estimate around five, but yeah. for many people, if you're parking your car outside, that'd be enough. You're just driving to work; it's five miles, and then you're driving home, and it's five miles. Now, if you add to that. Some sort of deployable device, I don't know how this would look, that was two or three times that capacity. Now you could be getting up to 20, 30 miles a day, which for a lot of people would mean they basically never would have to park, they'd never have to charge their car, or at least very infrequently. I'm one of those people. I don't drive that much. The car's outside a lot of the time. Even if this just ran the air conditioning and did some of that stuff, I think it would be pretty cool. And the other revelation I had is... Revelation! They really are vertically integrated now, aren't they? Because <laughs> they are basically a glass manufacturer uh-huh. and a solar manufacturer. Uh-huh. And they're not just going to put them on roofs. They can put mm-hmm. them in your car. But, hey, why don't you do siding? Nice, interesting siding on my house, which gets a lot of uh, sun in the, the day. Yes. Let's do Tesla siding. Hang on. Why don't you just turn my whole freaking house into a solar panel? Hang on. If this stuff really works, <laughs> why don't you put this stuff... All over the car, not just on the glass roof, but now let's put it in some sort of film along the side of the car. The whole car now is accepting uh, solar energy. Maybe I could get 50, 60 miles of energy a day. What about the solar freaking roadways? Do you remember those? Solar roadways? I'm just thinking we haven't even scratched and sniffed the surface of what they could do with all of this stuff. I scratched and sniffed the surface a little bit. I look back at (laughs) Tip City. I would would share with you if if only my Apple laptop would be working, but there is a – the, the solar freaking roadways has now picked up three federal grants, right, subsidies, federal grants for <laughs> developing the solar freaking grants roadways. Grants aren't subsidies, man. Okay. Uh, but this is, you know, truth, post-truth, post-truth reality. reality. And so they've got two installations that they're going forward with, one in Utah and another one, uh, I can't remember where, where basically they're going to cover like one is going to be like a town square uh-huh. and the other is going to be a parking lot in a municipal installation mm-hmm. with the solar freaking roadways. And they're, <laughs> Why are they the freaking roadways? Just I don't know. It was a YouTube <laughs> it's video. The epic falcon with those <laughs> Well, you know, it's really cool. I, I, I remember <laughs> seeing these like octagonal yeah. pieces that are basically thick. They have a solar panel yeah. in them. They've got a bunch of LED lights. You could make traffic flow differently if somebody. Uh, I think we talked a lot of crap about those. We in, did, but that an, was in back in the. <laughs> I remember Tom specifically saying this is the stupidest idea ever. But that was um, back in the day when we didn't have a billion downloads, and so I'm trying to alert people to go back and look for solar freaking roadways. That's episode we don't know. <laughs> I should have done that homework too, huh? It's, it's uh, been controversial because a lot of people, and I'm one of those, like it doesn't make sense because solar panels were shadowing to reduce their energy and yeah. then there's going to be scratches and there's going to be dirt on it. But they've been deploying these and testing them and they're saying it's working. We're going to the next right, stage. But that's what the thing with the siding is, right? Because you're going to want bushes and rose bushes in front of your lovely home. You're not going to want to have this like stripped down nothing unless you live in the desert, right? Then it makes sense because you don't have a whole lot of Well, let's think about Vegas, for example. You've got these giant towers like to that are 
just above getting it. streamed with uh-huh. light, but yeah. the side of that has not got solar panels on. All of that glass becomes oh. see-through solar panels. Windows don't open in there, Vegas anyways, right? No, to keep the, the stink in. So I, I agree with you. I think the Model 3 solar roof would be cool. I think cooler yet would be releasing that damn car early, uh, cheaper, and with more range. So mm, that's just my point of view on the whole situation. Let's just let's walk away from the solar roof. No, and I love put the solar the car roof. Out. Well, okay, would you rather have the car in six months or in eighteen months with a solar roof? Uh, let me do the yeah, thank six. You thank very you. Much, and man. actually, here's a couple more things about the Model Three. First of all, there is now a three-prong steering wheel instead of two. That's big news. It's oh, huge. Yeah, it's, like the rate, it's like the steering wheel currently that, in the Tesla. That's like right. 50% more spokes on the wheel, uh, on the steering wheel. It's, uh, maybe it's 33%. I don't know how to do the math on that. It's no, a lot. If it goes two oh, to three, that's 50% God. more. Is it not? That's uh, too much. Well, what's 50% of two, Mel? Uh, it's oh, one. It's uh, It's one. It's amazing that I, <laughs> I got into medical school on the basis of and math then there and was science, math. and something happened. Okay. Here we go. So, uh, and then they said that there's going to be something special coming for reservation holders on March 31st. That's us. No details of what it is. That's all of us. What could it be? It could be a lot of things. It could be a color. Those are cool. So uh, Robert is showing us a weird picture. <laughs> Too bad this isn't a this of is a radio little blankies show. that go over the top of a I've car. Been, that I've been silent panels. for the past minute and a half. Unusual. That is because <laughs> because I've been searching on my phone. There were a couple of different design mm-hmm. uh, that came out of these sort of pop up tents. You know, with like what you would use at the beach. You go to the beach if you live near the beach, and you'd pop up a tent so you'd stay out of the sun, or you'd go in camping. And these were covered in solar. Uh, solar panels, sort of. Solar cells. And you Let's could then solar cells. solar cells, solar, you know, absorbing. Photovoltaic uh, thing in my bobbers. Materials. And then you could pop this thing up over your car. Let's mm-hmm. say you park at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. You pop this thing up over your car. Uh, it actually is anchored down by your tires. And you plug it into your car. And while you're away from your car for the mm-hmm. next three or four hours, you are generating serious energy because it's a, the size of a parking space. So it's a pretty large area, but I haven't seen this go forward, and uh, I just encourage all of the uh, – th- this one here that's shown is actually – it's it's uh, – I'm going to put this picture up on the website. It's got a little uh, charging stanchion, a little device that stands up, and from it downward folds this cover that not only blankets your car, keeps your car cool, charges your car. It's pretty freaking awesome. You know, I think with these types of technologies, and I'm really not sure why we haven't seen more of this, you're going to see a lot of this is for a campus, for people like Tom. Tom likes to drive off and go and camp while you're far away. And there's not going to be a supercharger there. If you have this sort of deployable technology that you can pop up and he's going to be there for three or four days and you can recharge your car and you can also charge your RV and do all this stuff, that would be cool. Some You see some solar panels on RVs and more and more all the time, but it would be really cool to drive to Yosemite, although now they have a supercharger, and just deploy this puppy while you're there for three or four days and be, oh, it's all good. I put another 80 miles of range, 100 miles of range in my car because I just had this deployable thing. I'm excited about what they could do. You can just have to thing. clean the bird poop off it if it's near the ocean. Hey, do you want to rent out your Tesla? Because this is an article from Holistic. I do not. This is a startup called Turo, and we've talked about this in the past, but they um, are a company that exists right now that says <laughs> if you uh, go part of the sharing network, you know, you can share your car, you can do all the Airbnb and all that stuff. Share your home. You can share your car, and they say just seven days a month, 
with a Model S, you could potentially make enough money to pay for it. Now, I think they look at best case scenario, but um, this apparently is occurring. Yeah. Um, I would like to do this. It'd be great if I was going would somewhere like really? New Zealand and oh, you'd say, like to rent one, I'd like rent to, yeah, yours. I'm going to Auckland. Uh, I'd really like to drive around a Tesla. Yeah. Most of the car companies, they're not going to rent me one, but mm-hmm. maybe one of these guys down there in New Zealand say, yeah, you can use my they car. They might do just because they're fans of your show. So again, this raises the question, the question. what's going to happen when you can do this on the Tesla network? Will you rent out your car, Thomas? It will depend on the financial rewards and such, right? So if you go on this Turo site and you read the comments, there's not a whole lot of real positive comments about the benefits of it, the service of it. The The range in prices varies widely. Like if it's a brand new Tesla, like maybe 260 a day. If it's a 2013, maybe $104 a day. So it's very, very widely... Again, if you have a 2013, maybe you don't have as much payment anyways. The company is taking a certain percentage of it off the top, and then you have to pay taxes on the income. So you also have to pay your expenses to when you drop the car off and bring the car back. So there are sorts of things. A lot of people, uh, again, didn't have very positive things to say about it. I would be really interested to hear somebody who has different – my guess is that you couldn't – this isn't a long-term solution probably for your car, but maybe for – Six or eight months right after you get it, get a like, get your down payment back or something, make a little sort of a public subsidy, as it were, on your car. I mean, this is possibly. just along the same uh, line as um, what's it called? Test loop. Yeah. You know, this is how one kid tried to get a Tesla for himself, and yeah. bam, now he's actually got a business of it. So I just think this is interesting. It's when cool. the Tesla network comes out, though, I think these tiny little companies may all just fold under the pressure of everybody doing out. It's a cool model, but the Tesla network is a different thing, right? So this is like that. This is a daily sort of car rental model as opposed to the Tesla network, which we all kind of assume is going to be more of like the Uber yeah, sort we, of. We do uh, assume network. that. We don't know. I was thinking of a use case scenario where I could do this. For example, you got a kid who's going off to college soon, Tom. In Australia? Uh, no. Can you see the college from here? <laughs> can't see the college from here. <laughs> and you're like, I really want to get them a Model 3 because it's going to be a safe car. Yeah. It's good. But 95% of the time, it's not going to need it. It's just going to need to drive home. Right. So here's what you do. Here, you drive it up to college. Okay. And then you just put it on the network and let it drive around all day. It pays yeah. for itself. I can basically get my kid a safe, nice car and it's free. And then when you want to come back home on weekends, you just say, Come and take me home. But in this situation, this this is not like this Turo thing is not a self-driving issue, no, right? This is it's just not a like the car, car goes and does it, right? You have to deliver the car. So it's a little bit of a different model potentially for your son in that particular situation. But again, I, I think that's actually a very interesting use case scenario. Although if he's renting it out to other college kids, mm, there's going to be some, some vomit and some other bodily fluids And it is also true if the Model 3 network is self-driving at that point, then he doesn't need a car. Yeah. He's just going to well, get it depends on where he go goes to, to school and where the network is, right? Like the network's not going to instantly be like, boom, it's everywhere. Like the next day. There it is. Oh, I'm pretty sure. It's going to happen like that. You know, that's not how that works. Boom, it's everywhere. They just boom. don't – like it wasn't, it wasn't there. Boom. Like, then. Boom. 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 So you have to be realizing that – you know, we talked about this last week. We have to be realized. We have to realize that uh, – you have to think about this. You have to be in uh, a place where maybe there's no Hertz because Hertz is now renting Teslas, right? Mm. Tesla's uh, – I'm, I'm actually on the Hertz website. Mm-hmm. I'm renting a Tesla from Los Angeles International 
Airport. I'm not going there to get In uh, January 18th, I've just put it in here, and it says, uh, no, I don't want to be part of the Hertz Gold Plus Rewards program. I'm a member. You can use my card. Could I? This is fascinating radio. Go on. Yeah, this is really good. So here, it's like, uh, I don't know how many days I put in. I put in 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So five, six days, twelve hundred dollars. That's two hundred bucks a day. Two hundred bucks a day. Two hundred bucks a day. Hertz plus insurance, right? That's cool. So you got to be cheaper than that. Model three comes in at probably a third of that. Mm. 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 And I've said this before. I really want to rent electric cars when I go places. You know what? You said that before. But they uh, tend to be expensive, and when I'm going to Auckland, I'm pretty damn sure, since there is no supercharged network, I will not be able to rent one. But you'll be able to, like, ride a hobbit around, according to you. That is true. <laughs> Good old riding of hobbits. Oh Let's God. talk about the Model X. This is inside EVs. Love the X. And uh, this is actually them reporting on the Consumer Reports article, which says... It's a report of a report it's about a report, a report of a report. guy that reported about a thing that he reported on. Let us uh, summarize what they said. Beyond the bragworthy magic, the all-wheel drive Model X90D largely disappoints. Wah, wah, wah. The rear doors are prone to cause, pausing and stopping. The second row seats can't be folded, limited cargo <laughs> carrying ability. The big windshield is neat but not tinted enough to offset the brightness of a sunny day and the wind noise is excessive. Excessive. They like the acceleration, the fit and finish, the front seat drive, the controls. They hate the doors and the non-folding middle row. And they I have to say this, alone. ladies and gentlemen, I basically agree with them. <laughs> no. Uh, really? I think the X is an amazing car. It's technologically incredible. And with a few tweaks, it goes from an amazing, technologically a wonderful car for a few geeks mm-hmm. to a really a mass market SUV. Mm-hmm. And the things they have to fix, of course, is those seats have to fold what? because a lot of people they buy SUVs. That. They fixed it. So they've fixed sort it of, now. Sort of. Maybe in, in the five-seat configuration. In I'm odd. sure it will cascade down. Mm. I have, and I they've half got of the to of get that. rid of those effing Falcon wing doors. Yes. What's your well, door? What's your door of choice? Is it the regular door that opens, or is it the minivan slider door? I like the slidey slidey on a car get it like this. Because of the drag coefficient, I like That's the slidey cause some problems. slidey. I guess that little slot hmm. would cause some issues with. Oh, the they drag could cover that with rubber or something. The Falcon you wing doors rubber, are a problem. Here's another problem. Here's <laughs> another problem with the Falcon wing doors. You ready? I got what? another one. Another so went out, problem with the Falcon Wing doors? Went out with Grandma and Grandpa last night. We took them out to dinner, right? Grandma nice has a hard time getting in and out of the car. And the good part to the Falcon Wing doors is they open up really wide when they decide to open up all the way. And uh-huh. a lot of the time they don't. Yeah. So you have to close them and open them again. Mm-hmm. And she can slip right in there. It's very easy. But it was freezing cold by, by LA standards. It was probably 45 degrees. Freezing by It was by cold. Standards. Very, very cold. So you go and you open up the Falcon Wing door and you've preheated the car because you thought beforehand on my app I'll go turn the heating on. Not. And you Open up the Falcon Wing doors, and you've just contributed to global warming. Ripped open your whole car, and all of the air heat is gone. So much for the heating on the app. It's very much worse than just opening a door and closing it. So anyway, I basically agree with them. I think it's a great car, and I've had a number of people say, ask me in the last few months, should I get an S? Or an X, I'd really like the sitting up of the X. Which one should I get? And I say, I really think you should get an S for now. Or you can do what Mel did and buy them both. Lease them both. (laughs) But one of my biggest criticisms of this article and uh, per se is at this point for many of us, it's not about um, me getting uh, this SUV, uh, a Model X versus I'm going to go get a Porsche or something like that because I want no gas. So it's really a question of – 
is this electric car going to work for me or is that electric car work for me? So this is not even in the discussion it's for me. It's not really a question of that, really. It's just a question of, like, they really need to fix these problems. That's what it's a question of. Well, At the I, end of the day, this is a very expensive car. Yes. No matter who's buying it, they have a responsibility to those people to make their car work properly. So I absolutely agree. The folding middle row does... 90% of what uh, it needs to do to fix this car. That is, it turns it from not being able to carry very much to carrying a lot of crap. So just do that alone would be nice. Right, but that's not, you hardly ever talk about your ex in the terms of the folding seats. You do occasionally. I'm not going to say you Thank never you. do. You do occasionally. But the bigger problem for you are the doors and the other sniggly little bits, the sun of the glass, all the other sort Easily of. Easily fixed. Right, and they did fix it, right? They gave you a little – they yeah. built like a little sunshield. But that's what we're – so we're basically agreeing. I'm basically – a few tweaks wait, and it's fixed. Wait, We're basically agreeing? We're basically agreeing. A few tweaks, this becomes a much better car, except right. they're not going to get rid of the Falcon Wind doors at this point. No. And that is – if they can make them better, okay. They're not the doors for me. Maybe you're okay with them. But if they fix the seats, if they fix some of the other stuff, it'll be 100% better car. So a buddy of mine, Eric, just picked up his ex mm. Sunday <gasps> – and it's a five-seater. He's been oh, like holding on, holding on, holding on for months. And I said, okay, he's at a supercharger on his way back from the factory. I said, put down the seats and send me a picture. So this is live. Yeah. Almost. It's from not last live. Night. That's a photo. Yeah. It's a photo from last night. He could have got a lot more There's jackets a lot in there of, too. By the there room. is enough room there to pile, I don't know, a pallet of four, four by eights. You know, that looks really the, cool. No. My wife who drives the there. X. She often has to take my S because the seats fold down and then she can get more crap in the S than than the X. But this, beautiful. Now, we haven't seen it in the six configuration. uh, Now, people listening to the show haven't seen it at all. I'll put it up. I'll put it online. But wouldn't it be nice if you could just unclip your back row of seats, right, which you do with a minivan anyway right now, and then have the second row fold flat? Yeah. Why can't they do that? All right, let's keep going because well, they, can. Uh, they just don't. Why? Uh, Why? Uh, because we should go on. Actually, I'm going to jump a little bit here, and I'm going to go to more car talk, which is enhanced autopilot is coming. So again, why? I don't know why this month, this week, there's so many articles from, but there is. So, um, <laughs> so they say right now, if you get a brand new XOS with the eight cameras and radars and alien beings inside it. You that, can't that, drive. That last thing's not an option. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It no, is. it's not. Um, you can't drive with auto steering because it's not turned on. No, it's off completely. It's off. So it's actually retrograde compared Sad to face. Uh, you know somebody who bought it a few months ago. <laughs> phase emoticon. <laughs> but Elon says they're going to turn it on in its first increment in 8.1, which should be coming in the next few weeks, and then they're incrementally going to increase what it can do in December. Like he said. Yes. So everybody who's like, oh, he never he keeps his promises right, in right. December, like he said. And, and so monthly updates after that. So testing, yes, this we can now do this. Mm-hmm. And then we can do this. Now we can lane change. Now we can roll the car and have it land back on its feet by, uh, no, probably That's not. also not could a, be a thing. thing. You make Jump up. over traffic. To a full autonomy Flies. by the end of next year. Flying is going to be coming almost certainly <laughs> soon after that. So very excited um, I was reading a lot of comments about this and people yeah. saying, well, I don't want to be, you know, driving around in a car where I'm basically a test subject. And uh, some people who are on the Model 3 reservation list said, it's so good to be a Model 3 reservation holder because all the people who have money and their X's and S's are going to be guinea pigs for us for once. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
let's go and talk about SpaceX, and then let's talk about the holidays. So I this is from SpaceX. Profit Confidential. Just uh, so you know, SpaceX just won a $112 million contract for launching a surface water and ocean topography vehicle. For 2021 from Vandenberg, it's the first ever satellite to monitor 90% of the Earth's water. It's good news for Elon. He's hoping for no more RUDs in a while. But this was um, NASA saying, we still believe in um, SpaceX. Yeah, they had had a little blowy blow up. uh, Rapid, unexpected D... Disassembly. Disassembly. (laughs) Uh, But they just gave him another $112 million. It's all going to be okay. So, Mel, you got me all excited with this. I love SpaceX. In fact... I'm planning this week to be driving back down to Hawthorne. I'm going to observe the tube and look at the Falcon 9 that's been continually dressed up and just be in the the, the orb, the space, feel the it. space of the Get SpaceX. Get your lawn chair, your Tesla lawn chair out and your Tesla coffee cup and your Tesla pan and take your Tesla notes and your Tesla notepad with your Tesla hat on backwards. Fanboy seeing the world, <laughs> Seeing the world through your Tesla-colored rose glasses. <laughs> electric. Electric. And so, and so I looked at Space Flight Now. This is the organization of uh, like Uber Space Geeks. Maybe it's actually kind of an industry website in which they uh, keep track of all the launch manifests from around the world. I mean, if you look at this thing, it's pretty impressive. The Chinese are launching all the time, all the time. They're launching more stuff into space than we are, America. Good for them. Yeah. Good on you. And so still, there is no firm dates for any SpaceX launches. They would be probably one of the first websites to to list this, like sort of like the Electrek of space. And so they do have a Vandenberg launch listed as December 2016 for SpaceX with Iridium, 10 Iridium satellites. That's been up for a while. It hasn't actually earned a day. So now I'm wondering if, you know, December is what, a few days away? This show will drop the day before December, when will that actually happen? Is that going to happen in December or will it be pushed back? I hope so. I'm excited. It'll be great. Launchy, launchy. I just want a launchy, launchy from Vandenberg because it's up the road and I want to see a launchy, launchy. Launchy, launchy. Maybe they do a night launch too. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. For the holidays. And this is also, I don't know what I was doing this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I think you're really softening that uh, thing with the side speaking well i don't want to scream into people's earbuds anyway there's new tesla gear um some t-shirts and some fun things to wear and to buy for your friends and one of them is the t-shirt that has acceleration mode and that you can click on sport or insane it's kind of cool there's another one which has dual motors it's sort of a picture of the shell of the car with two uh, motors in it and then there's one with the effing falcon wing doors so i like these they're cute uh, I'm not getting them. But. We'll have to get you one with the effing wing doors, yes, but with a big red circle and line through it. Yeah, it brings, <laughs> brings up a beef I have with the stores is that they, they don't have a lot of good, cool stuff in there to impulse buy. I wanted to buy the overnighter bag maybe as a, as a holiday gift for, for the one that I love. And, uh, you know, it's not there. It's not in the store, not not even online anymore. You can buy some Tesla gloves, some leather gloves. Apparently, you can buy all kinds of things that are made from seat remnants. You know what's cool about the Tesla gloves nope. is that the fingers will mm-hmm. transmit your finger uh, your fingerness to the screen, so you can modify and touch and tap Transmit on the screen. Your fingerness. Fingerness. Your fingerness. I'm pretty sure fingerness <laughs> is a city in Scotland. <laughs> no, oh, fingerness, fingerness, fingerness. It's near Fort no, William. No, no, let's get to but, the letters. But, what? But, no, what? But what? No, but insane mode T-shirt. What's up with this insane mode? 
that was the that was the loner card that I got before. We're ludicrous mode now. Where's the ludicrous mode T-shirt? That's, huh? a, that's ludicrous. Who designed and, this? And where's the plaid mode T-shirt? Let's think forward. Where's the bio weapon forward. mode? Biohazard, Bio, biohazard yes. air filter mode. Yes. Sometimes I think Tesla really doesn't have its eyes on what's important. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These aren't Tesla shirts. These, These are shirts like some aftermarket company. No, this isn't Tesla. I thought no, these were official Tesla. Tesla shirts. These oh, are yeah. Tesla shirts. Real Tesla shirts. Real Tesla shirts. How come yeah. we don't have all of them? Well, because they're thirty-five bucks a piece, and, I'm and? Like, and I only have so much room for T-shirts. Mm, I feel like I'm. I feel like next week there's going to be some new Tesla shirts in your armamentarium. As I it think were. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do letters, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. First of all, it's from Diego, and so uh, he can't get enough talking Tesla. Which is who can? Very upsetting, Diego. Uh, have you had a CAT scan? Recently? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe a functional MRI or some sort of event. It's up right. there. The brain all area. Um, so he went back and he's listening to the old ones and he's like freaking out because Tom revealed in the early episodes yeah. that he was a doll photographer. That is one hundred percent correct. It is. is. It? He says, and he says all he has to say is pics or it didn't happen. And I will tell you this: go to Amazon.com, search my name in the search box, and like the second thing up will be a Barbie collector book. My name is on that, and like the fourth. You're thing, a published author. Oh yeah, I've made. Probably thirty or forty books for for Mattel. If you want to know why the landfills are so full, how dare you? It's because of Tom. <laughs> how <laughs> dare Tom you? took spectacular pictures of plastic. Tom, and now they're all in the landfill. It's Tom's fault. Tom brought joy to children all around the world and taught them Barbie astronaut, Barbie president. Mm, that didn't really work out for the ladies. <laughs> we won't go. Did we it? won't. We won't go into the body dysmorphic thing, but... Hey, they fixed that after 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yes, I was a doll photographer. It's true, not just for Mattel, but the Mattel is the most... The stuff on the web, that's the most evident. It's out there. If you really want to see some photos, I don't know. I don't have proof of me, like, sitting next to her, like, hey, buddy, how's it going? But trust me, it happened. Besides, why on earth would I make like that up? I'd be like, I used to be a SpaceX uh, technical photographer. No, I was a doll photographer. Yeah, I'm making that crap up. Uh, then he also says, what was the episode where Mel drives his Model S until the battery runs out? That episode doesn't exist. <laughs> Tom said I should do it, but I never that did. That is true. I did say yeah, you should do John, it. things for the bingo card, huh? John McCluskey. You know, one thing you should think about, boys, is you should get a weed whacker and a blower and a mower, <laughs> and they should all be electric. He electric! switched. He switched recently, <laughs> and he says they're fantastic. Now, I've been looking at these for a decade. Yeah. And I'm, I did have an electric lawnmower once, but it was you had to plug it in, and so you always yeah. had the risk of cutting the cord. Yeah. So I haven't looked at them in a decade, but he says these work really well. Well, they I have like lithium. that concept. Lithium yeah. batteries. They're on getting them. better, yeah. So, like, I've had a few of these electric uh, over the years, electric lawn things as well, and I found that the batteries degraded really easily. That it, they were hard to keep conditioned and all of that thing. So you ended up tossing them and having to get a new battery, and it just tell you it what, wasn't great. And also, I'll be honest with you, we live in Droughtville, USA. I don't have a freaking lawn. How about you, Herbert? You got a lawn, Mister Environmentalist? It's uh, oh. getting smaller all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, the front like lawn's this- going to get. T- Horn up. Oh, is it? Seriously? We put in a whole bunch of uh, this new watering stuff, where this pipes and stuff, which is supposed to reduce our water mm-hmm. bill by 150,000 million percent. That's we'll possible. See. Aaron Schneider is an ER doc, and he says he's going to be taking some time off, and he wants to actually write some blogs about 
the same stuff that I want to do on going zero. Like how do I get a solar roof and how do I get an electric car and what does that mean and all that. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk. So going zero is going to happen and then having some written materials with it would be cool. We'd love to help you out there, buddy. Diego is sending us another one. with Diego. Diego sent us another little uh, note here and it's the fact that on Reddit – People are talking about the Tesla podcast because there has been an explosion. We got a subreddit, as it were. A veritable diarrheal explosion of Tesla podcasts. Ew. And a lot of people are saying a lot of good things about this podcast, which is interesting because I thought Reddit had sort of devolved into the place (laughs) where you go to just say bad things. We are the C. diff of podcasts on Reddit. Oh, dear. (laughs) So thank you, Diego. It was really interesting to read that. Uh, There's a lot of podcasts out there. Uh, on Tesla's now, many of them are good, but apparently we are by far the best podcast. All the other podcasts are by stupid. Far. Ours is the best. Although Elon didn't respond to any of my tweets. He responded no. to yeah, that really. Ryan guy's tweet. That yeah. well, me Ryan, a little bit. he's mm-hmm. apparently more friendly than we are. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something sad's going on. Trent, Eddie, Eddie? Eddie? Yeah, Eddie. Let's go with Eddie. Uh, loves the show, and the most important point he makes in this is that who cares about show length? Just Go for as long as you want. And when the Model 3 comes out, he said, and it's got to be true, one day we will be gods. Actual <laughs> gods? <laughs> Actual powers of that the gods. That is going to be very bad for the world. And yeah, Josh Sunshine says, Tom's repair advice. We were talking about, you know, <laughs> this, is no, this show is nowhere near car as good talk, as Car yeah. Talk. And uh, Tom said that there was an actuator on a 1992 Infinity <laughs> GS5. There is and not. Josh says, no, there's not. <laughs> but we are, we are now one step closer to being on car talk, being car talk, so that makes us happy. The fact that Josh You're was bat- following that closely is impressive. <laughs> You're batting zero for one. Does Josh have a 92 Infinity GS5? Because does anybody have a 92 Infinity GS5? Does anybody besides you and him know what an actuator is? Because I'm Infinity it's the thing Club. that opens and closes the door. I mean, actuators can do all kinds of things, but in this particular instance, it's the thing that puts the knob on the door, the knobbly bits on the door up and down. Actually, I'm not sure what an actuator is. <gasps> Tim James. <laughs> it actuates. So yes, Tim James uh, uh, says this. The Tesla network, how long until level five autonomy goes live? Will t- Tesla stop selling cars and simply provide transport for people and sort of get rid of the middleman? I have the same question, but it's this way. When will we, the consumer, stop buying cars when they are fully autonomous and the Tesla network is up? How quickly will that transition occur? I think we're going to be surprised by just how fast it happens. For There's example, my son. million cars, man. I've got, a, I've got two Model 3s on reservation, but I may not even buy them if they're fully autonomous. I'm not going to need them. It's like, son, you don't need a car. Well, There's a Tesla network. Would you Go buy it? Would you buy it and put it on the network to enable for other people to not own cars? Yes. Oh. It would be an extra car. Good question. And the answer is yes. If this is a way of, of Elon saying, buy this car and then use it on the network, it'll help us out. It'll get a lot more people driving on electric instead of gas. I'll be like, yep, if I can uh, cover my costs, done. Wouldn't it be interesting if there was like a talking Tesla nonprofit? People could send their guilt money to talking Tesla nonprofit. It yes. buys Model 3s. Yes. It puts Model 3s on the road, taking other people everywhere they need to go so they don't need to own cars, <laughs> it, it buys. but they must listen to talking Tesla. So there'll be a lot of bleeding ears coming out of the talking Tesla fleet. That we, sounds like we're terrible human beings. We will work on that. Um, he also says uh, we should have 240 volt, 10 amp, which is 
is the standard in Oz, plugs everywhere so that we can charge our cars. And this is Robert's idea. He said, you don't have to focus so much on uh, the superchargers or even the level two chargers, but if you put just level one standard mm-hmm. plugs in mm-hmm. every parking lot, mm-hmm. that would uh, solve charging for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really sort of warming up to that, Robert. I'm 20 amp, it. 20 amp, put a little cover over it, keep the leaves off of it and the water out of it and make it a GFI circuit click so you can... You know, circuit break its circuit breaks itself. I'm I'm on board, man. I'm with you. He's also trying to get battery installations into his apartment, but the cost of a power pack in Australia is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, and he asked if I could figure out the economics of it. And how does he convince the strata? I'm not exactly sure what he meant by the strata. That maybe the other people, the other people, the other people in his thing. So it comes down to math and economics. How many units do you have? How much will it reduce those common expenses? Is he talking about an apartment building or a condominium complex? I'm not 100 percent sure. Where you have some HOA dues that maybe are monthly, so maybe it factors into that. Uh, you answered the what's a strategy question, so we don't do that. But it's really attacking it from that direction, like how many people, how much per unit, what's it going to save. That's the only way that people will listen. Right. Um, noise for pedestrians. A number of people have talked about this. Apparently some uh, large institution has said that electric cars by 2019 have to have some little noisemaker when they're going under about 20 miles an hour. Because, the United States government. Oh, is that who it is? Um, now, this is a pain. A lot of people saying this is just silly. We don't need to do this. But I think there is an enormous opportunity here to do some fun things. Uh, you could have third-party apps that when you're driving at five miles an hour that play talking Tesla outside of the car, for example, <laughs> or, or fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking ice I'm, cream truck noises. Ice cream truck, that'd, that'd be awesome. Great. People are just following your Tesla down the street. Children, get like a, children want the doors to open, uh, those falcon wing doors. Oh, the falcon wing doors could open. You can just throw I popsicles out the side. That'd There's be a so lot of cool. fun that people could do with this. I'm just saying it could be pretty cool. I would like to have the filthy, just expletive one. So it's like, get out of my effing way. I'm driving in an electric. You get, you fat butter. What the hell is wrong with this? Because I got a problem, Tom. <laughs> one of the one of the founding uh, Tesla Club LA members, Ian, has had a Model S, and in it, he had installed the speaker under the front uh, that he could play things and he could talk. Uh, through the speaker basically he'd be going along and there'd be people crossing the street and all of a sudden he'd play a horse whinnying <laughs> and everybody would be looking around and hold on a second it was Did you so hear that? fun that was an amazing horse sound well, you just made very impressive thank you he has horses in I'm his a, lineage i'm a horse whisperer um <laughs> he's a model three reservation holder but because he's in australia he's not going to get it for a long time but he says it's Cool with me because all you people who are in America and who are first on the list, you get to have the glitchy cars and by the time they come to Australia, they'll work out the uh, – Negative the because they'll have switched the steering wheel to the right side and there'll be more glitches. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Uh, let's move on. Let's, let's talk about uh, – that was from uh, Timothy James. Uh-huh. From uh, Oh, this is the most important part of his letter. He's from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Australia. Australia. No, it's Australia, mate. Oh, that's how you pronounce Australia. it. Australia. 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 Please don't do it. He phonetically did it out here, and I cannot do it like you because I'm not from Auckland. Not from. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Hunt. Jeff Hunt wants us to do a bit of math. He's like, I have a Prius, oh. and it takes about six cents for me to drive a mile on gas that's uh, cost $2.5 per gallon. And he said, Don't have Mel do the math, uh, but how much does it cost <laughs> to drive in your Tesla? So I did the math, and it turns out that it's about, if you're in L.A. and you have electricity which costs about 14 cents per kilowatt hour, then it is about 
four cents per mile. But let us remember, it depends totally on how much you're buying your electricity for. Yeah. For example, in the summer, I've got my solar panels paid off. I make a lot of excess energy. Yeah. In the summer, I drive for free. Right. If you live in Hawaii where the uh, electricity is a lot more expensive because they have to bring it all in on cargo yeah. ships and burn, then it's going to be more expensive. So it totally depends on where you live. But this is what Elon has said. This is the beauty of electric cars. As you lower the price of electricity or you make the electricity cleaner and cleaner for you, from your renewables, your car gets cleaner and cleaner and your car didn't change and do anything. But a gas car will always be dirty. Dirty, dirty gas car. So, yeah, four cents a gallon, four, four and a half cents, four a, cents gallon, a mile. Four, four and a half cents a mile is pretty darn tootin'ly. The good. only problem is that if you own one of the performance models that have the 21 inch rims and the sticky tires, I once calculated that on average they replace rear tires. 8,000 miles, every 8,000 miles. It's like wow, $1,200 yeah. every 8,000 yeah, miles. Yeah, we a guy that had those. He hated them. Yeah, so yeah. that would cost you a lot more money. That's why I've, I've always been, you know, on the 75 times I've repriced another new <laughs> Tesla, I've always stuck to the 19-inch rims. Yes, get yeah. the, my brother got the, he's in Australia, and he got the, the fancy tires. And then after about 10,000 miles, he's like, I have to replace my tires, and it's a lot of money. Have you replaced yours? I'm like, I've done 35,000. It's all good, bro. Don't get those. Unless you're a race car driver. Now, there is a really, really long email here from Sam Warburton. I think it is. From Melbourne, Australia, mate. From oh Australia. My goodness. A lot of Australians. It's weird how all of the letters are from Australia. Well, I wonder you know, who puts the letter shows uh, together. Cece mm. puts them together and she's Australian. She's got a bias. Anyway, uh, he's talking about these heads-up displays and he gives us some links to just the technology and heads-up displays, which is moving rapidly. And yeah. since Tesla is a glass company now. What? They're going to have mm-hmm. pretty spectacular heads-up displays. And i got to tell you, here's another example of how this works. You're driving along, and it was recently raining really heavily here in Los Angeles, which never happens, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see the road properly. Mm-hmm. But I happened to be in my wife's X, mm-hmm. and that little X on um, uh, the with image its, with its heads-up display Above the could see the cars wheel. and the road in front of me way better than I could. It's and not I'm a like, heads-up display, though. It's kind of heads it's up. It's above the steering it's wheel above display. The steer. It's not really heads up. You're right. But it, the point was that good heads up display could see around me better than I can see. So this is sort of augmented reality for driving. Good thing. It'll be a good thing when that car can drive you, Mel, if you can't see so well. Yeah, and he set some some PDFs where they show like little Panasonic projectors potentially shining the heads-up display actually on the windshield, which I thought would be really cool if you were camping. You could like project a movie using <laughs> that same Panasonic kind of thing and you could just like watch a movie yeah. on your screen. Like put a little blackout Dude. thing, you sit in your front seat and like make some popcorn with your electric popper. Did that you you're supposed to be in car. nature, enjoying nature, not watching movies? Did you see the... Uh, I've been in nature all day Mel, I can't have a little break. Did you <laughs> see the ra- sick of nature. <laughs> Did you see the racing extinction movie Tesla? No. So they they modified a Model S so that instead of having the back hatch flop, pop open, they actually took the glass away and they would bring up this projector that was like huge. It was like I don't know four huge. by four huge four by four by two foot thick projector. It would come up on this accordion thing, and they could project up on buildings like images of whales. And this was an environmental movie called Racing Extinction. Really good, impressive. You should see it. All right. Next yeah. uh, one is from Annie McLeod, and Annie McLeod says, "Why are there so many superchargers in LA?" Now this guy is like the head of the <laughs> Tesla Motor Club. He's s- mad at us, Southern Arizona, and uh, he says, uh, you, "If you build." 
superchargers in densely populated areas, people will use them to charge their car every day. Hold so stop doing second. that. And I get that. I think you're right. You need sort of superchargers around the periphery of cities. But the problem is the periphery of the LA city, it's effing huge. <laughs> Right. Um, you, it's like hundreds of miles. Right. So we really need superchargers right. sort of throughout the city like because the, it's so spread out here. And the Culver City supercharger is basically on the periphery of where I live in Los Angeles, as is the Burbank supercharger is on the periphery of kind of where you live. Me, so Robert. again, you being Robert. Yeah, yes. I'm just pointing at you instead yeah. of saying your name. I Roger get that. that. I get that now. So that makes sense. And so he was a little bit upset that we keep being like, we need more superchargers in Los Angeles, more, 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 more. And I am shocked that another listener has pointed out how self-centered <laughs> and wrong we are. It's so not like us, but, you know, whatever. We're living in a bubble. Yeah, what? we live in a bubble. But we also have more Teslas than anybody else because literally they're everywhere. They are absolutely everywhere. But I get it. I think his point is really good. If you put it in a highly densely populated area, people will use it for everyday charging. And that's why – do all those people that suck up your Culver City charger, which you tell us happens all the time, it's full all the time. Yes. Are those people on long distances or are they locals? I would say that maybe 1% are long distance. Yeah. I would say that maybe maybe tw- maybe Maybe 10%, 12%. But there's oh. a lot of like um, – uh, chauffeur type guys, you know, they have the the, the numbers. They're all they're all black cars. They have the numbers on the bumper NC something TCPs, or another. Yeah. yeah, and so those dudes are there all the time. But at least they don't leave their cars for a long time. I have to say that test loop kind of does kind of pisses me off. Hello, we're talking to you, test loop. Okay, we've got another very very long email here, and this I'm going to use this as an example of what not to do. So this is from seven. Sven. Sven from Sven. Really? Funde West und Lund. Sorry, Sven. Sven, I'm very sorry. And now he's going to make Lund. fun of the length of your letter. Now, you wrote what <laughs> And he's is, not from Switzerland. It's got to be the longest letter in history. So, <laughs> these crazy Swedes <laughs> put their house... In a greenhouse. So it's so cold outside Stockholm that in the winter, the average temperature is minus three. So these crazy people put their house... Celsius or Fahrenheit? Celsius. Put their house in a greenhouse. It's lovely. I put my house in a house. And uh, it seems to have worked uh, fantastically. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in this letter. But Sven, here's what we're going to do for you from now. You've got like 12 really great things to say here. <laughs> Stop it. Send us one or two at a time because I can't do all 12. He did He did give us a video though, a YouTube link. Yes, I, I and it's a, really interesting. I actually have a question for Sven. So are Swedish fish really from Sweden? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm just curious. Yeah. Why do they call them Swedish fish if they're not from Sweden? And if they are from Sweden – are they better in Sweden than they are here? If Have you ever been here and had our Swedish fish? Because oh, they're not very good. My God, I love Swedish fish. You shut up. I got a Swedish oh fish my God, Oreo this is thing horrible. the other day. It was terrible. Oh, I did the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Swedish fish here are this gelatinous <laughs> uh, lolly. Uh, that uh, they're bad for they're you. They're really bad for you, and I love them. And they came out with Oreos, which is you know like a cookie with Swedish fish in the middle, and it's horrible. flavor profile Robitussin. Correct. Oh. Yes. Yes. It has. Correct. It has very medicinal. Has the flavor of cough syrup. And Sven, I will say to you that I freaking love this letter that you sent because I have gotten so much local knowledge about your community and people's communities by sending in these letters. We really appreciate it. 
but it needs to be shorter because I, there's it's very very. It's dense only and- one part of our twenty page <laughs> show notes, which could easily be forty pages. Yeah. But and, so, and uh, then Sven sent us another letter. <laughs> he sent us another one, which is the best one, which he says, you know, the uh, there's a trailer for the movie Cars Three. Yeah. I think you're right. It doesn't look good for McQueen. He flips his car. Himself. I wonder if he's he going to get an electric drivetrain. So Swedish fish were produced by Swedish candy maker Malaco in the late fifties. And they only sold them in the United States because we're stupid enough to eat it. Oh, I love it. You shut up. Can so they, they were only made in the 50s and the ones that we're eating Started are still left being around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably could last issue. that long. Casey Woods. But there was a salted herring flavored Swedish fish. That was salted. that that I might like. Ew. That's disgusting. Casey Woods said, uh, you guys need to stop politics and the anti-Trump crap and the anti-Republican rhetoric and just stick to Tesla and get off politics. And so I say, I get it. We're, we do too much of it. I want to do less. But then the very next letter, it's from Andrew Cameron. Cameron, mate. Andrew Cameron says, Cameron. I really appreciate that you are talking about politics. Was that Andrew that said that? Yes, sir. Yes. So we have to do a little bit of politics. I think it's important. I'm sorry that I definitely have an anti-Republican bent right now. Not overall, but they're so anti the environment, I can't help myself. But we'll try to keep it focused on the environment. Absolutely. So it makes pertinence to the folks that are listening and to the Tesla show. And Tesla and the whole right. yeah. keeping jobs in America yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and we're idiots and we don't know politics, so we don't want to be a second-rate political show. Speak but- for ourselves, Mel. Speak for – oh, wait. Yes, that's right. Um, the next letter is from – Alex Cody, who is also from bloody Australia, from Brizzy. Hey, he's from- little, wait, a little note to Cece. Hey, Cece, seriously. <laughs> come on, man. She's what the racist against what? everybody. What all the, the hell's going on? All the other countries have disowned us. No one from the <laughs> Netherlands, Jeez. Holland, Denmark, That's all the Belgium. Place. None of them will be writing us anymore. <laughs> I mean, the people in Austria have completely disowned us. I mean, I know you can understand their accents, but we their have, letters. We have matter. yet to offend the French, Italian, Spanish. Oh, I think we've upset it pretty I think we yeah. offended the Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah, we you did. did. You, uh, you used a Mexican accent on the Spanish guy. <laughs> we got a letter about that. Um, <laughs> so Alex has uh, lots to say, but he basically says – the noise thing. The noise thing, which is, you know, everybody's upset about, you know, make my car make a noise when it's quiet. I don't want to do that. But he really wants to rip us a new one about the Volt. He says that we've been really negative on the Volt, the VOLT, which gets about 40, 50 miles on electric and then has gas. Have we been? And I, I don't think it remember. Was Maybe it was Robert. No, we were saying it's. Uh, no, it's just that it's, it's bad not to have a ideal. Gear. Right, it's not a deal. But I gotta say, for the record, I wanna make it very clear. I think the Vault is a great car. Mm-hmm. I've got at least four people into buying Volts. Mm-hmm. We interviewed uh, two of them. I think it is a really, really good car. It's transitional. One day would like every car to be electric. But if you live in a place where you sometimes there is no charging infrastructure, a Vault is a great thing for ninety percent of your driving. Yeah. I really like it. So I wanna say Just don't use electric. your Volt to drive in the carpool lane and never plug it in. That's my beef. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's 1% of people who have a Volt who don't plug it in. But um, for the rest of you, that's a great car. Michael Sullivan. Now, we talked about wouldn't it be nice to have a log of when you're using superchargers and stuff. And he says, dudes, it exists. It's called teslalog.com. And I don't know if it's run by Tesla. It must be, It is not. No, somebody's hacking in to the feed uh, on Tesla. So basically, this person is figuring out a way using your access code – Right, so you have a you have a password that allows you to go on the Tesla website, that allows you to go onto your Tesla phone app, allows you to go 
uh, into your car to to hack through the code and get out your personal feed. And this is the reason why I do this show. So I just am so thankful. Oh, thanks thank a you. lot, Robert. Thank you, thank you. This is something to be with us. Well, you guys so are very guy, cool. Let me just summarize because we haven't really said what it does. So you go on Tesla Log and you give it your information and it'll tell you where you charged at home or at work, whether you use the supercharger, um, how long you were there, when you disconnected. It gives you all this information, which is also quite frightening that this dude, some genius, could do this to Tesla, basically hack in there. It's great information. It's the information we said we wanted. It's both frightening and amazing. And he sent us a f- screenshot sure. of his one day, 350 miles of driving over the day, Three different trips to two different superchargers and charged at home, all in the Vermont area. Pretty impressive. Thank you very much for this information. Robert is logging in right this very moment as we sit here. That's why he's not talking to us anymore. Miguel from <laughs> Spain said Miguel uh, Marquez. Miguel well, I, I just want to ask I just want to ask him one question, and that who? is how uh, Michael Sullivan, how can I – I would love to have some code that would enable me to go through my Tesla log for the last 12 months and just pluck out the supercharger episodes and how many miles I added at each one. So you could see if it's worth it? Yeah. 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 Give yourself. Yeah. 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 So I need some secondary code uh, expertise. You'd have to export it to like a CSV or something like that and then just probably pull it out in a column. Possibility. Miguel Marquez from Spain, who does not have a Mexican accent for some ridiculous reason. <laughs> because he's not from Mexico. <laughs> well, I don't maybe. know why. I mean, whatever. Um, he's probably not eating tacos either, Mel. He's probably not. He's probably doing tapas and saying th- He said That's in Guatemala. Spain. Oh, my God. They- Guatemala. I said Guatemala. El Salvador. What do you want? They in Spain they have flat roofs, so can you get a t- uh, Tesla solar roof on a flat roof? And I don't see why not. They seem pretty robust. And he's like, this is going to be like walking on sunshine, right? He's going to be walking on his roof, which is making his electricity. Solar, yeah. He's talked about floors and other things that we've already spoken about. So you know, like you could have your your. Uh, your little thing in between your house, your courtyard. I'm yes. putting covered in solar. I'm putting floor. a challenge out. Oh my god, it's a challenge! It's challenge. a challenge, challenge to Disneyland. I want to see Main Street solar freaking roadway. Oh god, no! It's already 185 thousand dollars to get into Disneyland, <laughs> man. I cannot. Overall, advertisers will reduce their costs. <laughs> Why oh, wouldn't Disney goodness. promote something renewable? Maybe it'd be, I don't know, walking around on glass. What if it was all slippery? We all agree we're going to have solar Texture. everywhere. Um, your next child is going to be solarized. I'm solar sorry? skin. You're going to have can, a solar baby? Solar I, babies. I can see us in a couple of years. Solar and buttocks. Finally, finally, we get to the one the f- important letter oh, at the end letter, of the show. I mean, I love this letter, but it starts a little bit weird for me. Daniel Berman ah. says this. Love the show. Mel is by far... The smartest. I don't think Daniel listens. Thank you. I'm pretty Thank sure you. he's listening to a different show. Maybe he's listening to Thank MRAP. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my question is, how do I convince my friend to buy a Tesla 60? He has a 2011 BMW valued by Tesla at 23000 Also want finances of a 60 kilowatt Model S with the BMW trade-in. And if he purchased $10,000 in options uh, with the gas savings, just wants to know an estimate. Uh, I think the cost can vary widely based on the options, but if you are sticking with $10,000 in options, one way to attack it is find out what he pays for a month in gas, right? Ask him that, what he's paying for a month in gas. The loan on that car is probably eight or $900 a month. If he's getting like a base 60 with about $10,000 worth of options, that's about the price. So minus the gas that he's currently paying, and that's basically sort of his 
cost of ownership. It'll be a bit higher, I expect. And then, yeah, because he's going to get more than ten thousand dollars worth of options. Yeah. And then add in that this car is clean, and then add in that it has full autonomous capability driving, and then add in that it's an American-built car, and then it's as long as you can afford it. Why would you get anything else? Think about uh, what is the going estimate as to a gallon, the real true cost of a gallon of gas, if you consider the environmental cost. I don't know what that number is, and I'm going to be looking it up. $85. Some people have said it is three times the current cost of gas in the United States. So if you figure that your gas savings is that true number, then consider how much better the Tesla is. It's got to be more than three times, right? Because even four or five years ago, we were paying five or six bucks at the pump. We're still paying to clean up the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is the cost of – you know, to have the military make sure that the gas keeps flowing in countries where we don't want it, uh, the costs, yes. which, and this is where the projections are all over the place. If we have to move New York and Florida and everybody around, the cost of a gallon of gas becomes uh, overwhelmingly expensive. Like yes. it's a hundred bucks per gallon at the pump. It's some of these estimates are just crazy, but they're Thankfully, real. We're getting government subsidies for our gas. So it's good. It's like great. We're paying, they're paying the military is protecting their, uh, you know, keeping their lines of, of transport open for them. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what? Uh, I think, I think, wait a minute, hold on. Is it? I think it could be what the longest effing talking Tesla oh, ever. Oh, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Guess who has to edit this crap? Wait, that means that Every, means the less. The, I think that's the biggest problem you have with the length of this show uh, uh, is that you yeah. have to edit it. Yeah, now, it's not that it's too long and there's too much information and the people aren't liking it. It's that you have to work all day. Good job, Robert. We did it. High five. Woo! But you know what's really cool <laughs> is that the people, the Tesla Nation, are getting their money's worth. Oh, um, wait a second. If they don't go to Patreon, <laughs> if they don't go to the Patreon, they're not getting their money's worth. They're getting it for free. They're getting Loading. our money's worth. But that's okay. It's a labor of love. I've got nothing it else to true. do for the I rest of the day. The hours and hours yeah. that will go into editing this and making it sound good. No, it's fine. You My guys f- talk all you want because I'm the one that does all the work. I'm the smartest. Daniel said it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, talking test of 62, Mel Zawani. Love you all. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Talking Tesla is a production of Bullyboo Incorporated. Produced by Mel Herbert and CeCe Herbert. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenblum. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. If you love the show, write us a review on iTunes.